it's early in the morning, so we're not not drinking yet. Yeah, but. no. <laughs> and it's only Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so welcome to another episode of the Scratch Track. I have here a very special guest because I haven't met this man before, so this is gonna be uh, this is gonna be a good episode. I'm very excited. We've interacted on social media, and. Um, not actually physically met yet, so mm-hmm. which is exciting. Um, I feel like that happened a lot uh, during quarantine. I feel yeah. like there was a lot of us that just kind of didn't know yeah. each other. And we're just like, hey, oh, hi, yeah. this is who you are. Yeah, uh, right, right. Like, oh, good to finally meet you. Kind yeah. Of, yeah. Yeah, so um, this is Chris Francisco. He's a local musician in the Tampa St. Pete area. And um, before we get started to know a little bit about him, plug your shit, social media, your music, whatever, all oh, that. Yeah. Go for cool, it. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, Chris Francisco Music, uh, chrisfranciscofl.com uh, is my website. Nice. Uh, don't have any music out currently, but that's uh, being worked on Good. at the moment. So. Good, man. That's exciting. Yeah. That's exciting. Um, so you and I, so the, f- the first memory that I have of us is that you actually hooked me up with a gig at uh, Cafe Racer. Yes. And that was, uh, I love that spot. Yep. I, I just was so bummed that it was raining that day. And like nobody was out on the bike track, I was like, "Damn it!" Yeah, uh, <laughs> that so actually bummed. that actually happened the first time I played there too. <sighs> yeah. uh, the very the very first time she like she just reached out to me randomly, mm-hmm. and then the fir- the very first time I played there, um, I got there and it was just it was pouring. Yeah, and I'm like, she's like, "Okay, well you're gonna play inside," and I was like, "What? Uh, yeah, where?" Like you know where the, the you remember where the benches are? No, you remember inside like where they had the Christmas tree. Uh, like inside I, the cafe, like right in the corner. Okay. Yeah. So they, she basically like put me like right, oh. right in front of the Christmas tree. Oh boy. But like, you know what? Like the weirdest thing about it was, you know how like every venue you play like has different floors, mm-hmm. which have different reverb and stuff like that. Yep. yep. I hate like for some reason I really hate like concrete style floors. Oh yeah. Because suck. the reverb is terrible. Yeah. Yeah. So like when you're playing, you're like, why do I sound so weird? Like everything's echoing, and it's like yeah. it's not even my fault. So, uh, and you have a not extensive setup, but you do you set up your loops yep. and the pedals mm-hmm. and everything too. Like yeah. when I was playing there, it was just I just do I just go straight through. I do one guitar, one one speaker. I don't even use a monitor half the yeah, time. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean. Then, even th- even when I played that gig, I, I had to just play straight acoustic because yeah. I, I tried to do my loops and everything just sounded so <laughs> echoey and weird. And yeah. I was just like, no, I don't want to deal with this yeah, today. I get you. I get you. So, okay. When did you, um, when, when was your, like, what's your, what was your first foray into the local music scene, I guess? What was like the first time you played or first time you knew you wanted to like go and i want to hear about all that so um well i'm originally from connecticut i i, I oh. wasn't i wasn't born here interesting um so i moved down here about i think we're going on like six years now mm-hmm. and i didn't i didn't actually move down here for music mm-hmm. um when i was in high school you know i i really got into playing guitar mm-hmm. um i started kind of getting a little bit more heavy into music i was doing just kind of open mics wasn't doing anything crazy right um, then I moved down here and it was kind of like, well, I can't pursue music because, you know, I need stability. So, right. you know, got a full-time job and yeah. worked my, worked my life away for two, three years. And then, uh, my brother, uh, who was already down here at the time, mm-hmm. uh, managed, uh, a restaurant called CK's down on Clearwater beach. Okay. And when I was trying to, uh, 
I, for some reason, like one day I was just like, oh, well, this looks kind of fun. Like maybe I should just try to do this as like a side thing, yeah. like just on the weekends and whatever. And then you got hooked. <laughs> well, so I played one gig there. It went really well. And then, you know, I started to get booked a couple more times and mm-hmm. then, you know, kind of started branching out from there, started meeting some people. Right. Um, and then started playing like every weekend. Mm-hmm. And then I got to a point where I was like, I woke up one day, no joke. This is like the craziest story. I woke up one day and said, I don't know why I'm working Mm -hmm. full time, Mm -hmm. like in a warehouse. Because I I was working in a car parts warehouse at the time, which was literally the worst job probably I've had in my life. That's exactly where I came from. Yeah, it was, it was, oh God, it was rough. (laughs) Um, So I woke up one day and I'm like, I don't know why I'm working in a warehouse when I could just be doing music, which is what I love to do as a full time job. So I literally walked into work that day and I said, hey, See I'm ya. done. I'm out of here. Like literally nine in the morning. My ma- like the manager looked at me with like the weirdest look, and he's like, "What? What?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm quitting. I'm going to do music." And he's like, "Uh, okay, that sounds good. Bye." And uh, yeah, and that was two and a half years ago. That's funny. So yeah. that's really funny. Yeah, I, it's funny you say the auto parts warehouse. That's actually the last job I had until I got full time. But I had to work. At getting it full time before I was, uh, before I was actually full time. Like I played on the weekends for probably three years. Mm-hmm. I didn't have anything during the week really. Maybe a random Thursday night here and there, and I do like open mics during the week to try to get, try to get opportunities that way. But it wasn't anything consistent enough during the week to where I could like pay my bills. Yeah. So I quit my day job in December of 2019, and then three months later everything gets fucked. So I was like, great. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, it was horrible. So, but I had been, I had been doing it for a while and like, I've been, I played open mics down in South Florida and I like kind of got used to the crowds there and everything. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's half the battle anyway in the beginning, you know, just yeah. trying to figure out how to handle people and play what they're going to want to hear in the beginning. And then once you develop an identity of what you like, what you are all about, then you can stay consistent with that. And like, I don't know. It, it it was tough in the beginning. I was playing a lot of stuff I didn't want to play just because I needed stage time. I was yeah. like, all right, let's mm-hmm. just make these guys happy for like 15 minutes and I'll be out of here. I'll yeah. be out of your hair for another six days. Yeah, I, I've definitely noticed that. Um, playing, you know, now full time for, you know, almost three years. I mean, yeah. the, the, the countless amount of venues and the variety of venues that I played. Yeah. It, it, you kind of realize that this is like Florida in general. It's just a weird scene to where like every, every venue you play is different. Yeah. Every crowd is different. Mm-hmm. So like you almost have to like, there's going to be stuff that you do not want to play, but like it's going to be the stuff that people want to hear mm-hmm. and may make you more tips. Oh yeah. Um, but you know, I, I've kind of gotten to the point where I just play literally everything Yeah. and I've learned almost a, a song in almost every genre at this yeah. point that like, you know right. what? I have all my bases covered. And yeah. Right. That's, that's where it's going to lead me. So, so what year was that when you decided that you were done in the warehouse? Uh, that was the summer of 2018. Okay. So yeah. All right. And you were, you were, how old are you now, actually, by the way? Uh, 24. 24. Oh, wow. You're young, man. Yeah. 24. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's, so I just turned 28. Um, and I mean, we're not, we're close in age. <laughs> yeah. I just remember what I was doing at 24 and it wasn't getting my life together. <laughs> <laughs> it was quite the opposite, actually. Yeah. I met, I met Jasmine when I was, uh, when I was 25. Yeah. When I was 25. Last day of, uh, me, almost last day, me being 25. And then after that, I got my shit together. I was like, all right, she's pretty cool. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta settle my shit down. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta get my life together. Yeah. Crap. <laughs> I gotta stop drinking so much. What am I doing? <laughs> um, 
Speaking of which, I'm a little groggy because I did. I, I'm continuing the celebration. We're taping this right on the heels of the Bucks' victory, so yep. I'm a little groggy today, as you can see. Uh, did a lot of tequila. I brought over a bottle of tequila to um, Jasmine's parents' house, and uh, I was like, "Hey, let's do a shot every time the Bucks score," because I thought we were going to get our ass kicked. <laughs> so I was like, I, "I think we're safe here. Mistakes I might not have were to made. do." Yeah, yeah. So I was like. <laughs> We're taking three shots before halftime. I was like, "Yikes, this is not going to be." <laughs> but what a what a moment! What a moment! So, um, all right. So, tell me a little bit about your like influences. Like the first time that um, maybe somebody that you heard that you're like, "Oh, I want to do that," or "I can do that," or just walk me through like the beginnings of your listening career rather than playing. Like, what what kind of swung you into wanting to be like a an entertainer in a sense? Okay. Um, so I've, it, it's weird. I've, I've always been like a very outgoing person mm -hmm. and like, it's just been my personality. And I just, I, I'm not like afraid to put myself in front of people mm -hmm. because quite frankly, like I don't particularly, well, this may sound bad. I don't particularly care <laughs> what people like view me as, you no. know what I'm saying? Cause like you at can't. the end of the day, like I'm my own person and I'm going to like do, like I'm going to perform like how I perform and yeah. you know what? That's just what you're going to get. Yeah. You can't, uh, you can't think, you can't think that way when, yeah. you, when you're in front of people constantly. And you there's, can't. and there's a, and there's a lot of people that, that struggle with that and, and, and it's understandable, like oh, yeah. especially a lot of people that don't have a lot of performing experience. Like mm -hmm. you, you like what I've realized, like I'm going to go off, off subject here. Go for it. Um, what, I, what I've realized in almost three years of being full-time, I have literally probably experienced every weird thing possible and every like m like awkward experience, like mm -hmm. playing shows that mm -hmm. like at this point, nothing surprises me. Yeah, and you say that now and there will be something in the next year I, where you're oh, like, what the hell? Listen, I, I thought I checked this box already. <laughs> listen, I said that like two months ago yeah, and then happened again. And then this past weekend, it just literally like, holy cow, took a 180. And I was like, wow, yeah. well, we'll get to that we later. We got to get into that. Yeah, yeah we're, for we're, sure. We're I'm gonna excited. Get that later. I'm excited um, for that. But so listening experience. Um, so I was huge into Maroon 5. That oh, was yeah. that was like the very first like band like album that I just I was sold on. Was that songs about Jane? And, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I yeah. loved I love that album. Oh too. my god, I so amazing! So I got I got really huge into Maroon Five, and then mm -hmm. it was weird because my parents were so like polar opposites in what they listened to. So like same when my like when I would used to go work with my dad when I was younger. Mm -hmm. um, my dad was a, a huge classic rock guy, mm -hmm. like literally nothing else classic rock yep. that was it yep um and then like if i'm running errands with my mom like I'm, we're listening to like pop yeah and you know like whitney houston yeah eagles yeah uh you know that you know that kind of the radio stuff yeah, 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 yeah. essentially mm -hmm. so like i had i had both sides of the spectrum there mm -hmm. and so i don't know i i think that's what kind of like uh gave me my open-mindedness to mm -hmm. like exploring different genres that yeah. I necessarily probably wouldn't if I didn't have that. Right. Um, so yeah, I, I would say those two, like that whole thing kind of, uh, really shaped what I've listened to. And, and nowadays I, I just listen to a lot of different stuff. So, yeah, I, I, um, my mom was big into, you know, the piano rock stuff, you know, Billy Joel, Elton mm -hmm. John, uh, she loved Jimmy Buffett. Um, we listened to a lot of Disney soundtracks when I was a little kid. Oh, so yeah. we had that, we had that going on. But my dad, um, you know, my dad had every, I, I used to steal my dad's CDs when I, when I was a teenager, cause before 1025, the bone was a all talk radio. They mm -hmm. were the classic rock station right yeah, here. Yeah. So 
it was all like ACDC, Van Halen, Ted Nugent, Pink Floyd, um, you know, Black Sabbath, yep. Ozzy, all that stuff, Zeppelin, and all that. So my dad had all those CDs, so I would take them, burn them onto the computer, and then put them on my iPod. Nice. And then never give the CDs back. Because <laughs> I'm like, Dad, you're not... If, the funny thing about my dad is that like, if you don't tell him you took something of his, he, he won't, won't look for it. <laughs> if you tell him that you did, he will ask you about it every fucking day. Like, yeah. he'll be like, hey, can I get my CDs back? He's like, Dad, I don't... No, I'm, I'm, I'm using them, okay? <laughs> but yeah, that, that, was, that was the beginning of, of my listening to is that kind of like that wide array of uh, anything from, you know, like the fucking Little Mermaid soundtrack to like, you know, I was, my, dad, my dad used to tease like uh, about how Dave Matthews and John Mayer would sound on the radio, like make fun of their voices. And now he, now he loves them. But like in the beginning, he's like, what the hell is this? Yeah, it's funny. I always tell that story, but he, he would like look... He'd look. Uh, he'd do the crash into me, the falsetto thing, and like just oh, tease, God. just tease him about it. Yeah, <laughs> like come on, man. So, oh man. Um. So when you moved down here from Connecticut, mm-hmm. do, have you played uh, live music in Connecticut before? Not like. Not like what you do now. Not like what I do now. I was just playing a lot of open mics. I had I had musician friends. We would run open mics and we yeah. would just kind of like have fun with it. Right, right. Um, it was never it was never a serious thing. Like it wasn't something that like out of high school I was like, all right, yeah, so this is it. Like I'm doing gonna do mm-hmm. music as a full time thing because mm-hmm. honestly, like to be real, like if if I had stayed in Connecticut, mm-hmm. I, I would never, I wouldn't have this job. Yeah. Let's just put it that way. Because yeah. there's not, there's not, the opportunity there is not the same opportunity as down here. I was going to ask you about that. Yeah. yeah. There, there's not, I mean, there's a, there's a live music scene. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um, but it, again, it's, it's nowhere near what Florida is. Yeah. We're pretty fortunate with that. And I mean, obviously with the pandemic and everything going on, we're not, we don't have to talk about it because everybody fucking talks about it. But yeah, it, just the fact that we are lucky enough to have venues that would stick their necks out and to kind of not break the rules, but to find a way to accommodate everybody yes. in a safe setting mm-hmm. to get you back on your feet. Like I've, I've places that, you know, five or six off the top of my head that like really pulled me up, you know, and got me out of the shit that was going on. But, um, a lot of stuff, like, I don't know, I don't know what other States are like in this, in this setting. Yeah. Like I have no, I have no frame of reference. So I feel very lucky to not only pick this as a as a career and do what I love, but to also be in a state where we have a little bit more freedom and think about it, you know, whatever you can you can think whichever way you want to about it, but don't. Uh, she's gonna get tangled in here. Come on. Oh, get <laughs> the puppy wants to get involved. She, yeah, <laughs> um, you can think whichever way you want. I understand it, but like as musicians, man, like we're just trying to get back to work. You know, we're trying. We're not doing anything maliciously. We're just we're just trying to work, man. Yeah, we're just trying to make money. So it's it's a it's a it's a little bit of a different situation, obviously here because there are places still open. But you know, if you lived out in a state that's really locked down right now, we'd be. I mean, I'd be going back to work at a job that I hated or something. You know, we'd have we'd have to. Yeah, like like perfect example. I just went uh, I just went to Illinois for Christmas because my girlfriend's family and her mm-hmm. friends live up there. That's where she's from, and. I sat there for two weeks and I'm like, how do you people like yeah. survive right What's now? Because on? literally yeah. there's like, no, there, there's nothing open. Yeah. Like, you can't do anything. Yeah. And I'm just like, and, and it's, and it's crazy because then you come back to Florida, you're like, well, yeah. you can kind of just not, not necessarily do whatever you want, but it's like, yeah. there's, there's some a places. lot more to do. Yeah. yeah. Some places like that. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. I mean, it's uh it's, it's a, it's a tricky job right now too. Cause like we're, I just want to, I just want to work, man. Yeah. You know, that's all. I just want to fucking work. 
and I just want to be I I I want to be that guy that like made it through this and not you know you see a lot of these people that um, had this horrible thing not happen to them we probably would have had mediocre music in more places but like there's guys that just didn't want to deal with the stress of doing this mm-hmm. that couldn't hack it and then they're done so it kind of it kind of eliminates the it kind of boosts the talent pool because the people that are really good and that really want to do this yeah stayed with it mm-hmm. you know there's nobody that's like eh that's like you know most of those guys are like well is it really worth it then I, they just go back to work you know but yeah. i mean like but people that are like make a living out of this doing this that aren't the weekenders that are like mm-hmm. the daily players almost like they those guys are those guys are the ones that are making it out of this and getting better from it I oh. feel like I've gotten better just because that's the only thing I've done. Like I, I mean, when I couldn't leave the house, all I was doing was writing and playing and practicing and oh, stuff yeah. like that. So like I, yeah. I mean, it was it was all a matter of like when I was when I was sitting in my house, like I I, I turned to just you know live streaming. I, yeah, I just I same. tried to try to play as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I got lucky enough that there was a, a you know a venue that I did play at. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody recommended me to someone else, mm-hmm. and you know I ended up playing. A couple like driveway concerts. So yeah, I sat in some. Literally, I sat in someone's driveway, and like the whole entire neighborhood awesome. like came out and like sat in their own respective driveways, yeah. and like I was like playing music. That's so. They great. were enjoying. You know, I say like, and honestly, How like, how did that feel? Man, like literally, like the first time I played was like I think like a. It was probably like a month into the, like that the whole lockdown thing, mm-hmm. and it was just it was absolutely in, like insane. Like I yeah. can't even describe like how that felt because mm-hmm. I was like wow yeah like you know you don't realize like how good we have it mm-hmm. and like how like fun this job is until yeah. like it's like literally ripped from you oh, yeah. in the snap of a finger oh yeah i i remember uh the live stream thing being you know that that was my only means of of, mm-hmm. of income for a long time and then it was the i was relying on the generosity the extreme generosity yeah. of these people i was like holy fuck and and then but you know you you get I get so accustomed to just playing for the TV screen and like I would I would sit on the couch over here and like hook it up to the TV so I would see like who was coming in who was saying hi yep. you know whatever and I remember going back and playing an actual gig in front of people it was months dude it was a long time and then I heard somebody clap and I was like what is this <laughs> yeah like, wait, that was wait that happens I forgot about that <laughs> You forget about the little things. It was you know? it was like weird, like actually going to play like actual venues, yeah. like um, you know, like mm-hmm. three four months later, and like the first time I did, and like you just hear people clapping, and I'm just like, what? This yeah. is weird. <laughs> I'm like, I'm used to just playing in front of a computer screen uh-huh. to where I hear nobody but myself. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, it was uh, it was it was odd though. I mean, it was uh, luckily we're 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 getting to the point where, um, you know. We're all uh, we're all kind of getting a little bit more relaxed mm-hmm. with it, and not everybody's not so uptight about it. Yeah. I had it too, by the way. Did you? So, yeah, same. You got it. Yep. So I had. So here we go. We're immune. All right. So yeah. <laughs> if we're less than six feet apart, go fuck yourself. Okay, it's fine. Don't worry about it. God, all these people. Like, I always it was. It's funny because like when we watch people on TV, like Jasmine and I, mm-hmm. and they try to do like the sportscasters and everything like that, when they try to do the six feet apart. Jasmine's like, oh, they're distancing themselves. And I was like, you think I could lay down in between those guys? I was like, that's not six feet. <laughs> like, think about that. But yeah, it, we just we just tease about that all the time. But yeah, I had it. I got it on Christmas Day. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Jasmine had it. Jasmine had it. And then I had it. And we locked it down. Nobody in either of our families got it. Nobody. Wow. Like it was, it was just us. 
So yeah, she she I don't know if she wants me to talk about this, but she lost her she lost her smell for a couple of weeks and she lost her taste for about forty eight hours, and then I just had I just had like a bad bad flu, but I was waking up with like it was like a week long hangover. I was like, yeah. what is fucking happening, dude? I was so foggy, so yeah. disoriented, and that on top of the fact that like I wasn't leaving the house, and that fucks with my head. Like if I don't if I don't go outside and like get fresh air or go work out or like go see mm-hmm. other people, mm-hmm. it messes with my head for for days. I'm like, oh my god, yeah. What am I so doing? so I got it. Uh, well, I should say we got it. Uh, I think it was about the end of September that when we got it, and mm. so I for like. It was weird because like we ha- like I had like gone and worked out one day, came home and I was like, I don't know, my body felt weird and I was mm-hmm. like, I was like, wait a second, I'm like, I didn't, I didn't do that much. I'm like, this, yeah. is, this is odd. Yeah. So then the next day I woke up and like, I like it went 180, and Oof. I like, I woke up and I'm like, holy crap. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. So then she started to get like these headaches uh-huh. like and she was complaining about it i'm like yeah. all right like let's just go make sure like whatever like be safe so we went to go get tested that that friday and ended up both being positive Oof. and then the very next morning i woke up and i was like oh i'm gonna go get a gatorade from the fridge and i went to go drink it and i'm like what's this i'm like <laughs> i'm like wait a second oh, i remember no. gatorade having taste i'm like what is i'm like what is going on and i'm like and I, but here here i am thinking that like okay maybe my nose is congested like whatever yeah. like i'm just gonna i have that all the I'm, time i'm gonna i'm gonna sniff and then i'm just gonna go again and mm-hmm. then i just didn't taste it so then i walked into my girlfriend's room she's laying in bed and Smell like it. she's looking at me confused and, and i'm like here tell me if you yeah. can taste this yeah she drinks it and she can't taste it either i'm oh, like God. oh so like for a good like week it was i I think it was probably about a week and a half. Uh, we couldn't taste anything, couldn't smell anything. Literally, it was the worst thing for me, and that was the worst thing about it. Like, literally, I had maybe flu symptoms for, like, a good, like, 24 to 48 hours, and then I was fine. Yeah. Like, my body was kind of just achy here and there, but, like, it wasn't anything bad. But, like, I'm a person that likes food a lot. Oh, and yeah. like the fact that like I'm sitting here eating food and not being able to taste it was the weirdest thing ever. But like my body was like, you need to eat. Yeah, and I'm like, well, yeah. I can't taste the food. Yeah. So like, screw you. Yeah, man. As Ryan Sickler would say, it's booty eating season, you know? <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, did you taste the salt in stuff? Because that's what, what Jasmine said is that the only thing she could taste was like the salt I could, stuff. I could, some, I could somewhat taste the salt in things, but that was about maybe the extent of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's so weird. Man. Yeah. It so, was... I mean, we're lucky that I, I'm lucky that I didn't have any lasting effects from the. And neither, from the stuff. Yeah, neither like, did, did you, I. Did it fuck with your like breathing techniques and like singing and anything like that? Not or? really, no. no? It, it got me a little bit like it, my endurance is shit right now. Like I'm because I'm still you know a month and a half out of it or whatever or a month out of it. Yeah. And uh, um, <clears throat> I went on a run like after I was done with everything. I was like, okay, I think I'm gonna try to work out, dude. It took me like 28 minutes to run two miles. I was like, what is going on? <laughs> I'm like, I'm out. I'm out here. Like, how far have I gone? Like, what? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wait, I've only gone I'm half like, a mile. Like, what? <laughs> and I, you know, I'm I'm bigger, so it takes a lot to, more to move me. But I mean, I was like, it doesn't take me this fucking long to do this. I was like, God, I'm so tired right now. And I got back to the house. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. But yeah, the the endurance is like sl- it's slowly coming back. And obviously, like during that time, like I I was eating like shit because I could still taste. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, fuck it, let's just let's just blow it up. So, um, gained ten pounds. And then I had a stomach issue. Didn't Ooh. eat for like two days because of all the cold medicine I was taking. It dehydrated me and like fucked with my insides. Yep. And then I got, I mean, it was bad. 
and I, so I lost 10 pounds in two days after that. Dude, I fluctuate like a motherfucker. <laughs> it's so nuts. I wish I could. It's so nuts. I, I hate it, though. I hate it. It was ever, ever since college, man. I was a string bean in, in high school. I probably I was probably a buck 85, like junior, senior year. Mm-hmm. And I'm like 260 now, so like 10 years, you know. That's, a, that's, yeah. that's what we call creeping obesity, kids. Yeah, yeah. When I Go w- to the doctor. <laughs> When when I was in high school, like literally, I felt like I could eat whatever the hell I wanted to, mm-hmm. and like didn't gain a single pound. That's like it. if I gain if I gained weight, it was because I was in the gym five days a week, and right. like I was like in probably the best shape I had been. Same. And then nowadays, I like go to the gym like you know mm-hmm. three, four, or five days a week, depending. Mm-hmm. And I just can't I can't eat whatever I want because yeah. regardless, like yeah. even if I go to the gym, if I eat whatever I want, I'm still not gonna freaking yeah. lose any weight. <laughs> and it's like what the hell. Like yeah. I can't just I can't just go eat a whole pizza like I used to because yeah. you know that oh, yeah. that makes me gain like ten pounds. Yeah, like, I don't understand immediately it. like right out of the gate. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a dangerous thing to have as a as a teenager, and then you start to live on your own. Like oh wait, this affects my body in different <laughs> ways. I didn't know. Yeah, <laughs> it's wild. Okay, so getting getting back into the music. So did you go to, did you go to high school in Connecticut? Yeah, you moved down here. What year? I'm sorry if you uh, already said this. 2014. No, 2015. Okay. Yeah. So that's when you graduated? Well, I graduated in 2014. 2014, okay. Did a semester in college, hated it, Yeah. and then moved down here. Good thing you only did a semester. <laughs> Homeboy over here did four years and only did two and a half, technically. So. Oh. Yikes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're after me. They're, yeah. I, I'm paying student loans for shit that I didn't get anything out of, which is great. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I wish I would have gone that route because immediately, like, I, I did I did two successful years in college. And then after that, it was just, I, I got, I had an opportunity to play an open mic and I was like, this is what I want to do. Yeah. And then I was just like, oh, I'm still going to school, technically. And then, no, it was not. But yeah, that's a whole, that's a whole nother story. Um, that's in one of the earlier episodes that we did with, with James. I told a little bit about that story, but yeah, I got, I got caught, I got an email email or no a uh, a letter from the school to my mom's house my mom sent a picture of the of the letter to me and my dad when me and my dad were on the way to go see a movie and i was like this is gonna be a long fucking movie <laughs> so it was not good uh oh boy but yeah um but that was that was what led me into into music it took me a while it took me a while to get my feet underneath me with everything because i was i wasn't good like i didn't start playing guitar until i was 18 when did you start playing uh i was I think soft. I was like a sophomore in high school, so like sixteen. Okay, yeah, and I like I played drums for a long time, and I still kind of do now. Um, but it was guitar was like a totally different thing. But yeah. I, I always thought that I was like ah, I'm not I'm not smart enough to play. I can't do it. I'm I'm like my fingers hurt. I'm not, I always was telling myself that I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. And then Same. like I sat down for like a month one time. I was like, oh, I can play nine songs now. In like a month, mm-hmm. just simple stuff, yep. you know. And then after that, it was like, okay, then let's just let's just start learning stuff that you want to play now. Now that you know the yep. basics, and then it was there. So when did you when did you start like really grind? And did you take lessons? So when so when my parents got me, it, uh, I believe it was a guitar for my birthday, mm-hmm. or no, it was Christmas. It was Christmas. Um, I like every day after school, like I would I would go go in my room, close the door. I would do my homework and then I literally sit there like I had my laptop in front of me. I'd pour up, pull up like little like chord sheets and shit like that and I would literally just start learning yeah. like simple songs and mm-hmm. 
I, I just kind of did it that way. I took a, you know, I took a, a guitar course at senior year because I had enough credits to graduate. Nice. And I didn't, I wasn't taking no <laughs> damn AP class because guess what? Uh, I'm not uh, that intellectually uh, competent to do that. Yeah. Um, uh. So yeah, I tried. Uh, let's let's talk about that real quick. I tried uh, doing. I think it was AP. What was it? AP history or something mm-hmm. like that or, or AP a push or whatever. Some, AP US history. Yeah. yeah. AP US history. That's uh-huh. what it was. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, the first day, mm-hmm. literally the first day. And it was, and it was a teacher that I really like, liked, like I had him for a couple years. It was great. <laughs> he was like, listen, like you're really good at this. Like just take the AP. I promise it's not going to be that oh bad. And I'm like, okay, God. no big deal. The first day, uh, class ends and he's like, Oh, by the way, uh, just so you guys know, uh, I'm giving you guys a 500 word essay that you oh. have to complete by tomorrow. No, and I'm like, dude. I'm like, I, we talk about, <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm sitting here a senior in high school, like literally like I could graduate if I wanted to. And I'm just like, why am <laughs> why I going to waste do my time yeah. doing a 500 word essay? I'm like, I do not want to do this. And yeah. literally I went to him the next day. I said, listen, I love you, man, yeah. but I, I cannot do this. Yeah. You're ruining my <laughs> life, man. Yeah. I did. I did AP psych, AP calc, AP, uh, English. I think English. Yeah. And then, um, there was another one that I did. I passed none of the AP tests, but I did it. Because all my friends were that smart. My, yeah. I, had, I had super smart friends in mm-hmm. high school. So it was like I was trying to uh, be as smart as them yeah. when – who are we kidding? Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I, just wasn't, I just wasn't that kind of smart in book smart stuff. But like, um, you know, some of my friends in that situation, not, not the people that I'm really close with, but like peers, like friends of friends in that class, they're, yeah, they're, mm-hmm. they're dumb as fuck outside of books, dude. <laughs> You know who I'm talking about. So it's it's brutal. Like they can memorize anything and then like the chance to apply themselves is like close to nothing because they just followed a formula of like college, internship, job, and then mm-hmm. they just fucking stare at a screen under lights all day and then they wonder why they're like drinking themselves to death slowly. <laughs> like because well, you hate it. Yeah. Do something that you love, man. I don't I, I don't get it. It's kinda it's kinda one of those things that's like you can you can be smart in books as all you want, but you could be dumber as a, a dumber than a bag of rocks mm-hmm. when it comes to like common sense. Hundred percent. I've I've met way too many of those people. Hundred <laughs> percent. Most of those people come to our shows and heckle us. Yes. Those are those people. All right. Yep. Hit me with that story. I want to hear this really Oh, bad. oh, okay. So uh so I got I got a heckler, a couple hecklers. Sorry, yeah, sorry, so uh so last weekend I played uh played a show at the galley and I play there I play there I now. I saw that yeah, that was a. Uh, Saturday before Super Bowl, right? Yep. Is that it? Mm-hmm. For in St. Pete, is that where it is? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Downtown. Right. Yep. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, so I played. I played there a couple <clears> times, and, and I've noticed that the crowd can be, you know, a little interesting. Uh, you yeah. can get the really rowdy crowd. You can kind of get the crowd that doesn't even give a shit that you're there. Is it a younger crowd there typically? Usually, yeah, it, it can be, but sometimes it could. You could pull in the the older crowd too. It just really depends. They have they have a you know an in house system where people oh, like good. walking on the sidewalk and hear you from outside. Nice, and, nice, okay. You know stuff like that. So, uh, so Saturday, this Saturday before the Super Bowl was it was like a, it was oh, a younger crowd. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was nuts. Yeah. yeah, let's start off with that. It mm-hmm. was crazy. Um, so it was like a kind of a more like an old school hip hop kind of vibe. Okay. And I was like, okay, love it. Love it. No big deal. I got this. Mm-hmm. So here I am and I play an R. Kelly song. Uh-oh. Now, mind you, listen, 
Now, mind you, we know, we both know what R. Kelly has done. and I you didn't know. do this, man. <laughs> of course, yeah. And listen, That's stupid. Yeah, not, it, not yeah. saying that I condone it whatsoever, but you know what? Like, listen, at the end of the day, his music is still good, and I'm going to play it regardless. Very That's, true. You know? He's got bangers. He, he right? really does have bangers. So, yeah. I played an R. Kelly song. What'd you play? Ignition. Love it. Yeah, love the freaking love song. Love it, love it. And so this lady walks in the door. Oh, boy. And I swear to you, I've never heard someone yell louder in my life oh on the boy. top of their lungs. Well, because it was loud in there. So she wanted to make her point. Yeah. And so she looks at me dead in the eyes. And all she says is, R. Kelly is a rapist. Oh, boy. And I'm like, what the f-? I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, boy. And so, like, I had a group of people. Like, I had, like, actually multiple groups of people that were, like, uh. staying there to watch me play. And they're all looking at me like, what? what? the hell just happened and i'm like okay so she goes to the bathroom and i'm like okay i thought that was the end of it like no big deal whatever so then she comes out of the bathroom i'm still playing the song mind you and she like she stops right in front of me and just continues to yell at me she says r kelly is a rapist fuck r kelly oh my god i don't know why the fuck you're playing r kelly this is bullshit why and i'm just like i'm like looking at this lady and i'm like don't you have somewhere else to be? Yeah. Like, because God. clearly, like, no one else in the place had an issue with yeah. me playing it. And then she had, like, the audacity to sit at the bar with, like, whoever she was with. And then just continue, like, just stay there. The like, rest you of didn't the- just act like a complete bitch? Like, exactly. Yeah. Like she I just love people like, that do that. She, I was she, like, are we going to pretend that you didn't just fucking do that? Get out of here, dude. She just acted like she did nothing wrong. And I'm <laughs> sitting there, like, I literally, like, and I've never, like, in, in my, you know, almost three years of playing full-time, playing gigs... I've never actually stopped for like more than 10 seconds and looked so confused in my life. Yeah. I was just like, what? And like people are looking at me and I'm just like, I don't know what to do. Like that was just weird. Dude. This is me being a dick, but you know what I would have done if she did that? I would have been like, all right, this next hour is dedicated to Michael Jackson. Here we go. <laughs> How you like that, lady? Oh, just man. separate it, man. Just separate the art from the artist a little bit. All right. Don't don't do that. Everybody, everybody gets so wound up with that. Like, look, I'm not saying that he. I'm not saying that R. Kelly is a good guy. He's yeah. A, he's a piece we're of not, garbage. We're not condoning what However, he did. However, he's got some bangers, bangers, man. Okay? Michael Jackson was touching kids for a long time. Mm-hmm. Thriller still pops, though, man. Uh, it's It slaps, as the kids say. You know? As the TikTokers, whatever yeah, the fuck. Exactly. It hits, man. So, look. There's... I mean, musicians are typically very troubled people sometimes, you know? Whether they act out on those psychological uh, shortcomings is uh, neither here nor there, but... The fact of the matter remains that a lot of these guys have really good fucking music. Exactly. So mind your business, lady. <laughs> if you don't like it, go somewhere else. There's, dude, it's downtown St. Pete. There's a hundred fucking bars within a square mile of that place. Go and, somewhere else. And I and I, you know what? I bet you anybody <clears throat> else that's playing in downtown St. Pete is probably not. not doesn't have a problem with playing R. Kelly too. Yeah, right. So I mean, like. <laughs> I played R. Kelly at plenty of other places, and not and no random lady has done that. So yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So I have, a, I have a heckler story, too. Um, this happened to me right before um, COVID shut everything down. I, th- I want to say it was probably February. Um, and I was playing at a bar, which I won't disclose. I don't know if I've told this while we recorded. But anyway, this is one of my favorites. Old drunk bat comes in here. She's with a much younger lady who has seemingly handled her liquor way better than mm-hmm. this woman tonight. So she's kind of the, the chaperone, if mm-hmm. you will. It's not, there's maybe seven or eight people in the bar. I'm winding down towards the end of the set, okay? She doesn't clap. 
She doesn't tip. She doesn't do anything. The only thing she asks me is she goes, Jimmy Buffett? Not do you know any Jimmy Buffett? Just Jimmy Buffett with a question mark. So I play Jimmy Buffett. She does not clap. She does not tip. So now I'm like, I'm going to have some fun with this fucking dickhead. So mm-hmm. she um, she then goes, do you know any Irish music? Because I was playing in an Irish pub. So those of you that know me, process of elimination. Figure it out. There's only a few Irish pubs I play at. But it is not the that that's a whole new ball game. Uh, I don't know if you've been there. I would recommend nope. you don't do that. Okay. Uh, so I, that's a story for another day. But I was at an Irish bar, so she asked me if I played any Irish music. I said no. And she goes, ha, starts laughing at me. I was like, and then I'm like, I'm not dealing with this. I was like, what's so funny? She goes, well, you're in an Irish bar, and you don't play any Irish music. I was like, what are you drinking? And she goes, uh, red wine. I was like, why aren't you drinking a Guinness? You're in an Irish bar. And she goes, I have never been talked to. Like, like she didn't expect me to like snap back at it. Mm-hmm. So the whole time, <clears throat> that's the thing. So I heard, so do you know who Eric Griffin is? Montez from Workaholics? Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. so he was on a podcast recently. I've been quoting a lot of this stuff because he's so fucking funny. What he says to his hecklers is like, listen, I'm a parking attendant and you're, you've parked in an area where you're not supposed to park. I can give you a ticket, but I'm going to tell you to move on first. Okay, so basically, like when somebody's going back and forth with you, like, listen, if you keep going there, if you keep parking there, you're going to get a ticket. Yeah, but I'm going to tell you to move the first time. Mm -hmm. Okay, I let it go one time. And then if it keeps happening, you're mine for the rest of the night. Mm -hmm. I will humiliate you. Mm -hmm. I will because I have a microphone and I'm going to fucking win. I'm funnier than you. I'm quicker than you. I'm bigger than you. Most likely don't do that. Just don't be mean. If you don't like the entertainment, you don't have to stay. You don't. So. She then tells me, uh, apparently, uh, she was going to Yelp that night. And she was like, I'm going to Yelp. What's your name? And I was like, it's on the sign right there. And she was like, okay, I'm going to Yelp you and tell everybody to never come see you again. I was like, please do it. I would love to read it. So much much to my disappointment, I woke up the next day. I did not have a Yelp review, which oh, I would have loved. I would have loved to read it. But she... Um, I overheard her saying, when I was taking a break, I overheard her going like, he's a smart ass. I was, so I stood up, I was like, you talking about me? And then she was like, yeah, I've never been talked to like this. This is unacceptable. She's like, I've run businesses before. And if you, if I, if I heard, if I was the manager of this place and I heard you talking to people like that, I would, I would fire you. I'm like, good. Tell him. He's like, I was like, he's back there. You want me to get him for you? <laughs> like, dude. Stop it. Stop acting better than, than everybody else. Like, I'm, I'm not... Look, I played your fucking Margaritaville, so shut the fuck up and give me a tip and stop, stop complaining, okay? But, yeah, she, uh, she was great. I've had, I've had countless other heckler people. I, I mean, I had a guy one time recently. Not This isn't recently. This is probably about a year ago now, but um, I'm playing at the Nona, which you've played there before, yep. yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great guys, great vibe. Yep. You know, it's a, it's a small... Italian style pizza place. Yeah. Nobody wants nobody wants to go like full fledged like, you know, rock and roll the whole time, right? Yeah. Like, so I'm playing some relaxed acoustic vibes. That's what they yep. do there. Yeah. This guy's at the bar, comes up with money in his hand, and he starts going like this. Like snapping at me. He's like, Can we get something more uh you know, more upbeat? And I was like, oh, please I hate those freaking. People. I was like, please go sit down. He, and then he goes back to the bar. He's like, you told me to go sit down. I was like, yeah, I told you to fucking sit down. He's like, most of the time, though, if you, like, correct me if I'm wrong here, but most of the time when they say, can you, <clears throat> excuse me, when they say, can you play something a little bit more upbeat, what they mean is, can you play something that I recognize? 
because they just want they just want to sing along to something. Oh uh, yeah. Rather than mm-hmm. it being like you know what I mean, like they they there's a string of songs that they aren't really familiar with, and they want something that they can like kind of vibe to. Yeah, yeah. This the pace of the song only matters if you don't know it. Exactly. That's my that's my uh, interpretation. Yeah, that's yeah. that's what I think they mean by that. Because honestly, you can dance to anything, dude. Yeah. I had I had a couple slow dancing to uh I was playing the hurt Johnny Cash version. I was like, if you can slow dance oh no, not that not that. Was it that? I don't I can't remember. But it was a really bad, like dark, like not yeah. a love song. Yeah. And I was like, if you like the whole play something I can dance to thing, you can dance to anything. Figure it out. Oh yeah. That's what dancing is. Yeah. Figure it out, man. Uh so to to quickly uh talk about uh, an irish bar story real quick uh so i don't know if you know who ken apperson is i do okay yeah. so great guy yeah uh i so i i've been i've been doing some stuff with him and uh so we played a we played a duo show i mm-hmm. think it was like the end of last it was like towards the end of last year you do the cajon for those or the, uh, what no, do you, do you no, switch or what well, do you guys do because okay, well, so, i know i saw you do that for the sunday session in the beginning you were yeah doing, you guys did that yeah so that was like total on the spot thing yeah, yeah, I, yeah i i don't play cajon often but like yeah it's it's fun to do and yeah I, of course you know of course, yeah um so no so what happened was um we were at katie uh, katie talbert's house one night mm-hmm. and katie was like hey uh, you know, I have a, uh, I need a duo for uh, mm-hmm. this bar in downtown St. Pete for, for Friday. Mm-hmm. And look, he, she looked at me and then I looked at Ken and Ken looked at me and he was like, well, we can do it. And I was like, how do you expect us to do it? We actually ran double loop pedals that night. Whoa. It was, it was That's very dope. interesting and actually went a lot better than expected. That's sick. So That's sick. here's what happened that night. So this guy walks in. And, you know, obviously, uh, again, you've experienced this. Mm-hmm. He walks in and says, hey, you guys play any Irish music? Oh, my you God. You know, of course, again, Irish bar, people expect you to play Irish music. L- listen, I don't even know an Irish song to save my life. So I don't either. N- exactly. I don't either. I know songs so by Irish he, people. B- but he's holding like a, he's hold, like, he was holding money in his hand. Yeah, of course. But, holding you guys hostage. <laughs> yeah. So then, like, me and Ken were just like, no, we don't know any Irish music, yada, yada. And this dude, like, flipped a shit. Mm. Like, real quick, he was like, well, fuck y'all! And then, like, literally just, like, walked out of the bar. And I was like... And me and Ken looked at each other like, what what the hell? (laughs) So then, the funny part about it was then, I think it was, like, 20 minutes later, he tried walking back in and giving us a tip. Nope. And, like, because he was like, oh, I'm sorry, I feel bad for what I did. Bye. Ken literally looked at him and said... I don't want your money. Yeah. And then he tried to give it to the bartender. And she was like, I don't want your money. Good. And then the manager was like, please get out. Good man, Ken. That's a great move. And yeah. by the way, um, quick shout out. I mean, not that she needs one, but Katie Talbert single-handedly saved the local music 100%. industry this, this spring and summer, man. She is the fucking best. She is, she is awesome. I sent her a message during the beginning and wasn't doing the whole like, hey, I'd love to get on the show. I just legitimately told her like, thank you for doing this for people mm-hmm. that need this. Yeah. Like this is, I watch, I've watched, um, I watched one of yours, definitely wa- like watched Nate's, I watched Leon's, I watched, uh, I watched a lot of people that I wouldn't have uh, known about until like we, I just would tune in every once in a while when I, whenever I'm not at a gig or not doing anything, I always just, I always listen and she's, she's the best man. She's, she's a sweetheart. She, she really, she really just figured it all out for herself and, and gave so many people opportunities that were itching to just get back and play, mm-hmm. man. It was so great. Yeah. And, and not to, not to mention, like, I think we, I think we made this point before, but like literally during this whole quarantine, like we were able to make connections with people that like, yeah. we like, cause normally like, honestly, like me as a musician, like 
before this whole quarantine thing was happening, like mm-hmm. I was very busy. So it was like, yeah. it was hard for me to be like, oh, hey, I'll come out to one of your shows. Cause like, I'm like playing almost all the time. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah. you know, it's hard. Yeah. But like, I was able to make connections with people like during quarantine that like mm-hmm. I wouldn't have made. Like mm-hmm. for example, Ken, yeah. like me and Ken kind of knew about each other, but didn't like, weren't able to connect. And like literally like out of quarantine, mm-hmm. like, well, while in quarantine, like we, you know, we sat in the studio, like we wrote some music together. Like, yeah. We, that's awesome. We, we uh, just shot the shit and yeah. just like made a really good friendship. And like, great, I wouldn't, dude. I wouldn't have had that had it not been for Katie's platform. Yeah. And I guess we can say for quarantine too, but quarantine sucked. Anyway, yeah. So. It was horrible. <laughs> yeah. There, there were, it, it, it's an interesting kind of uh, dichotomy of like, we, we were stripped from some opportunities obviously, but at mm-hmm. the same time, like I made, um, I made decisions of who I want to remain uh, working for based on how they were handling mm-hmm. everything. So you can kind of, you got, you kind of got a vibe of like, okay, who's going to be a dick about this? Who's going to, who's going to book other people for a cheaper price and undercut the people that have been bringing in people in your bar for years? Yep. Who's going to break all the rules? Who's going to just start hiding and not booking anybody? And then, the one thing that drove me nuts during the whole quarantine is like losing losing a gig to a weekender and like a guy that already has a day job. Yeah. That thing it fucking it pisses me off so much. I'm like, dude, you got dental and health benefits, you got you got a steady paycheck. Like, can we stop taking jobs? They took our jobs, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I hate it. I, so I, whenever I saw that, I'd be like, really, man? Like, I was like, I'm I've been bothering you for months and you give it to this fucking guy. Like, not that I have any problem. Like, I'm sure they're talented, but it's yeah. like you know, help the people out there that, that have been helping you out for, for years. It's fucking bullshit sometimes, man. Like, it, it's it's tough because you have to, like, you can't... I couldn't be as stubborn because I'm, I'm a stubborn piece of shit, man. That's one thing that you'll learn about me probably in the next 15 minutes. But I, I'm very... I'm, I have a stubborn loyalty about me to where, like, if you fuck me over one time, that's it, man. Oh, yeah. It's done. I don't... I'm not... I'm not... I'm not listening to it. I'm not listening to an apology. I won't because you have you feel like you have to say something about that. Like I'm not I'm not dealing with that shit. I was like if I if you don't want me there, that's fine. Just say it. I don't I don't care. Like just be like, sorry man, we're booked up. Done. Don't yeah. do the whole thing where it's like, well, you know, we could have you in, but we're not making any money right now, so I wouldn't be able to pay you full price. So like okay, well then I'll tell all my friends that I bring there that they pay that they pay half price for beer. That's what you're telling me that you that you're okay paying me half a service, but we have to pay full price for all your stuff. It's the same thing. We're, pro- we're both providing a service. So I don't, un- I never understood that. I was like, come on, man. Yeah. I, I, I think the, I think the most annoying part to me about, and, and I, I don't even know if annoying is the word, um, but I, I, the, the countless venues that reached out to me and said, Hey, you know, obviously, you know, we're all in rough times right now and, mm-hmm. you know, we can't pay you full price, but you know, we can, we can have you come in and, and play for tips. And yeah. that right there, let was, me stop you there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like <laughs> that was literally, honestly, probably the, like the worst thing I had experienced because like they were in, in, you know, I get it. Like, honestly, at the end of the day, like oh. I get it. They, the business has struggled as much as we did. Of course. I, yeah. I, I get it hundred percent. But what I would have liked was them be like, Hey, listen, like, we're not going to have music right now because we can't pay you. But like, we don't want to like, you know, put you in a position where, you know, for paying, if you're playing for just for tips, like, you know, it, it make, make it seem like, yeah. you know, we're not willing to pay you. Cause yeah. like, we just don't have the money to pay you. And what are you making tips a night? 
You know, like, it, it, it's it, it's a, it's a not it's not a fixed figure. So you could be potentially walking into a crowd that doesn't want to hear you, and you make like you know fifteen twenty bucks in tips, and then you're like, what the, what the fuck is this? Like I, I don't. I, I, I mean, there's nights I've made literally zero. No yeah, joke. Like, same, uh, and yeah, and you know, it's just not. It's I mean, granted, yes, it gets you out of the house. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. But like, I would rather. In that scenario, I'd rather just, just literally turn my computer on mm-hmm. and just stream. Stream or just practice. Yeah. And get better, like learn something or write, you know? Like yeah. That, that was the whole, that was what I was doing, man. I was like, I don't really want to do this. I'd rather, I'd rather just figure out how to, you know, tie this song together or write another, write another one about what's going on. But I, I just have, I just have such a problem with that, man. It, it was, it was so, it was so telling in the beginning of like who's going to be, who I'm going to have a, long-lasting relationship with Mm -hmm. and like who who is never gonna see me play there again or or maybe ever like you know but there but granted you know i in in one of the way i'm talking about it it makes it seem like it's like a hundred places it's it's really only a handful of spots where i saw where i'm like i'll never do business with these people again like ever and um it's it's a shame that it happens like that sometimes you know because like musicians uh our our profits and our revenue is is essentially based off of like good relationships that you mm-hmm. have with people and like long lasting friendships and things like that and like the the you know the comfort of um, knowing that you can come to somebody and be like hey you know I I know that I know that you're probably booked but like hey can you squeeze me in this Saturday or whatever like it's having those relationships and having the people that are like going to actually respond to you in mm-hmm. a timely manner is so important, especially during a time like this where we're, we're all just struggling, man. I mean, mm-hmm. God, it was, it was brutal, but we, I mean, we made it through it. We're both alive. COVID survivors. Yep. Immunity. Cheers for that. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I only have, I only have my, my waters here. We're not drinking yet. I will, I will at some point today, I'm sure, but <laughs> All right, let me ask you this before you go into the album. I like to ask a couple random questions just to get just to show just to show some of the people that listen um kind of the ins and outs of music but outside of the music yeah. stuff. So, what's your um what's your go-to like drink when you're playing? Do you drink when you play? Do you drink at all? Uh it's very rare that mm-hmm. I do because I've actually <laughs> There, there have been gigs where I kind of just been not reckless, but like kind of just didn't care if mm-hmm. people were like buying me drinks. It's like, yeah, literally every show that you play, there's a chance that someone's gonna try to buy you a drink. It's just, <laughs> it, it's just bound to happen. Yeah. And there was one, there was one night where literally I like was bought so many shots and so many oh. drinks that like literally got to the point where I don't even remember playing the last set of that show. Oh yeah. And I've it was just like, I, I was just like, and my buddy was there and I was like, did it sound bad? He goes, no, he goes, it sounded great. He's yeah. like, you, and I was like, I don't remember any of it. Yeah. Um, but nowadays, like if I'm, if I'm, if somebody's trying to buy me a drink, like honestly, like mm-hmm. I try to try to go simple, just do like a Malibu Sprite. And, and I know it sounds like a girly drink, but like, honestly, like it makes like them happy that they're buying me a drink, but like, and it's, it's, it's it's not gonna kick your ass. Yeah, it's not gonna yeah. kick my ass. Like it's something light, like whatever. Like it is what it is, you know. <laughs> the Malibu Sprite. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a pretty that's a practical drink if you're going for like long term and you're trying to stay on top of your shit because you yeah. got to be on it with the loops too. Yeah, exactly. So if you're a little sloppy with the like if you're drinking bourbon up there like I do, I mean I would be all over the place. <laughs> Listen, there was one, there was one time where somebody bought me a uh, a Jameson shot, which oh, I mean, I don't like that. Which, which I mean, granted like I thought wouldn't be that bad and then no. I drank it and then like literally like mm-hmm. that last set mm-hmm. my vo- like my throat just started to get yeah. like really scratchy and I was mm-hmm. like, Ooh. <clears throat> yeah. 
I this drank is, I drank like two bottles of water just that last that alone just yeah. to try to survive. My voice typically sounds like this on a daily basis and alcohol doesn't help at all. So like I'm always in that low register and like until I wake up and I've been talking for for like an hour to loosen up, I can't I can't do anything. So any any form of shot I mean it depends on depends on the night honestly. Like if I take a shot, I can tell from that moment I was like if this is going to help or hurt right away i'm like because sometimes like i have acid reflux is real bad so like I, I shouldn't be eating or drinking anything while i play really yeah but i do because you know i'm i get hungry mid-set and like just snack on some stuff or i you know want to drink just want to drink a beer and relax but i typically try not to drink when i play mm-hmm. it's more recently just because i know that um i just know that i'm better and i'm sharper when i don't but mm-hmm. i'm not gonna i'm not gonna be like no i'm okay you know what i mean unless yeah. i'm unless i'm like really trying to cut out like alcohol like I, last two weeks i was like thank you i appreciate it i'm not drinking right now like i wanted to wait till the super bowl did i make it that far no but we tried <laughs> we made a valiant effort uh it was it was it was tough but yeah um what's your uh what's your white claw policy what's your you know are you are you into those no you don't like them i <sighs> Cause I love them, and I re- I really wish they were around earlier, especially for singing. So man. what's what's interesting about those to me is like, I I honestly would drink them if I'm just like really thirsty and there's like nothing else. Like I can tolerate them. Like yeah. it's cool. <laughs> but like, yeah, I'm just I'm not someone that like if I open the fridge and I like I want to drink. Like I'm not just gonna be like. Here, yeah. let me take a white claw. However, <laughs> yeah. however, my girlfriend on the other hand is yeah. the complete opposite. Cause like literally, like all she drinks is white claws. Yeah, yeah. It's either that or vodka soda with a lime. Mm. That's that's the only two things that she'll drink. If yeah. you put if you put tequila anywhere near her, oh man, she like Game literally over. like it, oh no, it, it's like a she's gagging even before. Like, oh she, yeah, she's like me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I so I I take I I take a significant amount of time off. I got to take a month off with tequila if i do it like if i if i do it and i blow it up like i hadn't had a shot of tequila since this might be a lie i don't know but i can, not that i remember any <laughs> i haven't had i hadn't had a shot of tequila for, so super bowl was the last time i did it and then before that it was a christmas party yep the week before or, or a, uh almost two months before so i gotta have time in between when i do it because i just I, I can't do it. Like I, I, I had a bad, I had really bad experiences in college on tequila. And anytime I, anytime I pop it, I'm like, nope, <laughs> get out. Yeah, I'm like, I can't, can't do it. So yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting. Okay, so what is your, uh, do you have like a, do you have like a late night go to snack on the way home? Like, do you have like a, do you, do you stop and get food? Because I fuck some shit up sometimes, you know. So my, it's funny because my girlfriend like literally gives me shit all the time oh, yeah. for this. Um, no joke. If I'm playing like a really late night gig to like 11 or 12 and yeah. I'm just still hungry and mm-hmm. I need to get something, Taco Bell. Is my man, go. let's get it. Like literally, yeah. like literally <laughs> there is nothing else. Like I, w- I won't even get McDonald's because honestly, like I, that much, that much salt and shit like that. I oh, cannot yeah. do that. No, that it fucks late, with me. Yeah. But fucking Taco Bell all day. Oh, it's the shit. All day, every day. That is the shit. All right, what's your go-to order? Uh, or just some, like a favorite thing on the menu? Chicken quesadillas all day. Fuck yeah. Dude. Yeah. Those things, those those things slap in a, in like a different way that oh, people. They really I, do. I just don't think people understand. Like, granted, like, listen, you can go to a Mexican place and get a chicken quesadilla. It's probably going to be bomb. Way better, actually, yeah. way better. Right. But you know what? Honestly, like it's twelve the in the time, m- yeah. At yeah. like twelve in the morning, that thing slaps. Yeah. Yeah. That's oh, yeah. it. That's what that, my friends always are like, dude. How do you eat that? I'm like, how do you not? Dude? <laughs> 
What are you talking about? People, you think you're better than me because you go out at three o'clock in the morning and you just wake up without any food in your belly the next day? Fuck yeah. that, dude. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm throwing down, man. That's the, that's my favorite part about drinking is eating after you drink. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's why I can't drink so much because as soon as alcohol hits my lips, I'm like, well, it looks like we're getting some food later, you know? And people are like, oh, they took all the potato things off the menu. I hate Taco Bell. And I'm like, well, yeah. screw you. You're listen, missing out. Listen, <laughs> fuck your potatoes. Get a quesadilla like a man. Okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the nacho fries are great, man. Oh, don't even I, get me started on those. Bro, oh, the, was, the mm. rolled, my favorite that they only have seasonally is the rolled chicken tacos. Oh, yeah. The little taquitos that yep, they yep. have. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. It's game over. Yep. It's game over. I love those. They took the, they took the loaded grillers off the menu, which is such a bummer. Yep. God. I'm so glad that I'm not the only person that enjoys that because i i talked to i talked to three people last night i was like what's your go-to like fast food thing when you when you leave and they're like oh mcdonald's i was like mcdonald's no why no i can't do it i i've so i think i associate mcdonald's with horrible hangovers or like long nights of drinking whereas taco bell's kind of like you know it's like i i don't know like if there's nothing else around and mcdonald's is the only thing around yeah whatever like i'll i'll suck it up but like i I just For some reason, like if I eat McDonald's really late, I wake up in the morning and I just feel like absolute shit. Oh yeah, and I just no, it, I can't do it, dude. It messes with my stomach so mm-hmm. bad, and my head, I get a headache. Yep, the mm-hmm. nuggets or anything fried there, like the McChickens or like and really anything, not not just fried, but like anything, just it messes with my head so much. Yeah, and then like you know, most of the time they're putting like a shit ton of salt on the fries, and mm-hmm. it's just like, <sighs> yeah. Okay, yeah. so what do you think? Uh, what do you what do you think your like I always I always try to ask this in a way where it's not uh it's not too self-deprecating but do you do you have a moment where you were on stage and you were just like that wasn't very good like you, do you have a, do you have a moment where you go you go into a gig feeling hot and then afterwards you're like oh shit that was not very good cuz a lot of the times People don't know this about the musicians is that like when we f- when I finish a gig, I know right away I'm like it was a good it was a good one or it was a bad one. Has there ever been like a like a snafu up there like have you pulled cuz my mine one time was I was mid set and I stepped on my cable and it just it pulled out into the thing for the whole place and then my body just immediately shut down. I was like this is not this is not ending well. <laughs> um There's so many moments like that for me. I'm just curious to hear other people. So I, I would I would probably have to say the most like prominent moment I think that sticks out to me. So when I when I first started playing and like I was like I was a person and I don't know why I was like this because hell if I knew this like two years ago I would never be this person. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a person that was like you know what I can keep the same strings on my guitar and they won't break and oh, it'll yeah. be just fine. Yeah. So they like. Now nowadays, obviously, I literally keep like two packs of strings on me all uh, the time because I, 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 I yeah. have to because yeah. like I literally break strings like every other day and I'm me just too. like me yeah. too. So when I first started playing, there was a night that I played on the beach, and not even I think it was not even thirty minutes into the like the first the, set in three hour set. Yeah, in a three hour set. Oh Shrink breaks. Oh no! Did and you have any backups? No. Oh no! No. Like I said, like I said, this was literally when oh. I first started playing and had no backups. Yeah. I didn't. I. I was. I was not that experienced, so I didn't know that. Like, hey, you should probably carry backups of everything. 
And uh, yeah, so awkward moment. I had to literally end the show because mm. I couldn't play anymore. Oh, boy. And they didn't pay me, and I never played there again. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, Do you want to say the name of the place? We can bleep it out. Uh... We can we can believe it. Don't yeah. worry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was CK's. Oh, <laughs> but my brother wasn't the manager at that's that time. It was it was like later on. That's funny. Yeah. So yeah, I let me. I'm gonna take a wild guess. Was it a G? Yes. Nailed it. It's always that fucking G, man. Fucking G string, man. Always. It's always done. It's always been that way for me. The G's and the D's, three and four strings, all always snap. It's, I always do it. Well, actually, for me, it's either the G. It's either the G string or the fucking e, or the high E. High string. E. Oh, really? Yeah. Be, oh, dude, well, I've be, gotten snapped by a high well, E one time, and my hands like fuck, man. Yeah, <laughs> it's like so, fishing line. It's like, like what's, damn it. What's weird? What's weird? I think about it is like because of the fact that like it, especially nowadays that like I do a lot of the looping stuff and like I'm using like my actual like sound hole as like you know as the kind of the bass like the drum yeah. and shit like that yeah like there will be times and the first time it happened it scared the absolute piss out of me i went to go like hit like just hit the sound hole where yeah. the strings were yeah and like my e just went and oh i was like what the fuck yeah i was pops. like i don't like i didn't know that could happen i'm like okay yeah yeah i would so. love to see footage of me like flinching like when i <laughs> When I realize a string pops, because like I'm I'm easily spooked, as most of you probably already know. Jasmine fucks with me in this house all the time, mm. all the time. If I'm if she's out of my eyesight, every time I'm like Jasmine, hello, and then she's like, what? I'm not gonna scare. I was like, I'm waiting for the time when I don't do this. You're gonna scare the piss out of me. She's done it, and she has it all on tape. She's gonna compile like a big thing of us living in this house together. She scared the fucking shit out of me so many times in here. So I can only imagine like if somebody was videotaping while a string popped. <laughs> I'd be like, oh my god! I get, I turn into a bitch real quick. Yeah, it's real like, quick. It's 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 the opposite with me and my girlfriend because like literally like she'll like she'll be doing something in the bathroom and like I'm not even like yeah. I don't have the intention of scaring her. Yeah. Like I'm literally just walking into the room. All you just do is hi. And I'm Jesus. just like I'm I'm just like I just stand there and I'm like hi. She's like oh my god. She's like why? She's like why are you scaring me? I'm like I'm not trying I'm to. I'm not trying. <laughs> yeah, it's so aggressive. Yeah, I do that all the time with her. Like I was like damn it, I wish I knew. I was like, I could get, I could get a quick scare in if I knew that you were so jumpy today, you know. Yeah. Um, okay, so last question: Do you have an Instagram page that you love that you watch people getting hurt on? What's your like, uh, like a fail page? Like my favorite's kids getting hurt. Do you have anything on like your social media that you love to watch people smash their heads? It's pretty fun. Um, particularly no, no. Um. I'll send you some stuff. Yeah, you got. You probably got to send me. I, I get a kick out of that shit. I love watching people hurt themselves. Now, skateboarding is a different thing because it's kind of like a badge of honor if you are falling and like, you know, because it's a, it's a persistent sport. I've never been good at it, but I yeah. know that those guys like hang their hats on the fact they're like, oh, it's crap, like eight ribs, you know, whatever. So I'm talking about like drunk boat to boat jumps oh, or Jesus like, Christ, yeah. you know, rope swing accidents and people trying to run through their walls in college and things like that. Like table jumps, you know, the big Buffalo Bills celebration. Love those. Oh, I'll I've seen, I've stuff. seen, I've seen a bunch of those. That's just, Oh, it's the best. It's the and best. Like, and like the funny thing is like, they'll like jump off pickup trucks into a table and then yeah. they'll just get up like, Hey, nothing happened. Yeah, it's and done. I wonder how they feel the next day. Like, dude, because... you were on fire a second ago. <laughs> what happened? Uh, sir, you just literally broke yeah. an entire table. Yeah, How are like, you not like injured in some way, shape, or form? It's cracked table. All right, you're going to the game. All right, here we go. <laughs> like what? What? No, dude. <laughs> you need to go to the hospital. Uh, quick funny story. 
Um, there was one, so way back, it was like probably like three or four years ago, a buddy of mine that lives in Vegas came to, uh, came to Florida to, uh, we went to WrestleMania together. It was the first WrestleMania that I ever went to. Oh my God. And so it was in Orlando, Mm -hmm. but, um, back then I had, we, uh, the girl I was dating at the time, uh, we used to go to this, uh, this country bar called the Roundup. Uh, oh my God! The fucking roundup! roundup. Holy shit! <laughs> yeah, throwing it back, dude. So, I love the roundup. So this dude, so this, so I brought this dude here because he was like, "Hey, like, I want to see like the country bars from Vegas." Like, yeah, and I'm Is like, "Is he a country guy by no, nature?" No, not oh, even. So not he even. Got, he got thrown into the fire real oh, quick. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this dude, this dude, no joke, like got <laughs> like super drunk. And like for some reason decided like during like the because they had like a hip hop hour like yeah then. yeah yeah mm-hmm. and so this dude was like fucking vibing and then all of a sudden I, like I looked away for two seconds I turn around and this dude like tries to do a backflip oh, and just boy. like literally snapped his leg oh like not literally but like he like literally just like landed so weird on his leg and I'm like dude are you good and he's like yeah yeah I'm good I'm alright yeah yeah and then like he was fine that night. We drove back to Orlando to the hotel. Oh, boy. The next morning, we wake up, and this dude comes out of the bathroom, and this dude is, like, limping everywhere. Oh, and he's like, he's like, you may have to carry me. I'm like, uh, fuck no, I'm no, not dude. carrying you. <laughs> like, you did this to yourself. Flap them wings and fly your ass back to Vegas, man. I ain't carrying you nowhere. Oh, my God. That's so funny. Yeah, dude, the Roundup used to take me for a ride. Oh. I don't know if y'all know this, but they used to have a $12 or 10 Was it $10? Was it 12 or 10 I think it was twelve. The single swim. Yes. Oh God. Holy shit, dude! They they would give you two drinks and be like, "Here, take these two. You could get any well, any draft yep. beer, mm-hmm. until you fell over." Yep. From twelve dollars at the door until they close, done. Yeah. I mean, dude, the fact that I used to drink like that is is insane. Oh, I trust me, I it's used insane. to as well. Yeah, trust me, I know. It's it's so crazy. I mean. The amount of shit that's gone on in that. So it's it it was like an old Publix, right? Yeah. The bar. I think it was. But yeah. when they moved it to the bigger location, mm-hmm. so it's huge. There's so many people in this bar. Oh yeah. So it's many insane. people. So many people taking advantage of the sick or swim, and they had some pretty good shows there too. I mean, they had like big acts. Like it's like the Bull. I also played. You know? I also played there. You did? Yeah, I played there a couple times. Oof. Yeah. Boy. Yeah. Wow. That that that's a that's a band that I don't want to speak of. We well, will. actually, well, we actually, will. it wasn't even the band that I want to speak of. I don't want to speak of like the shit I had to deal with with mm. the owner, mm. uh, not paying the band. Oh, but, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, good. Oh, One yeah. of those guys. Yo, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, Let's... they're closed now. So. Oh yeah, yeah. That's so fine. Yeah. you get what you get, man. Mm-hmm. Oops. Uh, yeah, I remember they did when they were closing. They did a whole uh, like. Um, uh, flat rate for an open bar because they were just trying to get rid of all the booze because yep. they didn't mm. want to move it. Yep. So I like, did not go to that shit show. What was it like fifty bucks? I think it was something like it was like forty or fifty bucks. Yeah, you buy it and you can just drink whatever you want. Yeah, you can just drink whatever you like, wanted. Fuck, dude, that's wild. And then the stockyard opened, and then every, they ran they ran them out of town. Oh I yeah, mean, it was yeah because all the kids all the kids from Pasco are they want to go somewhere closer and they don't want to have to drive all the way to Tampa. Oh yeah, it's crazy, man. I love Roundup. What a throwback. Oh yeah, what a throwback. All right, so the album that we picked today is uh, I'm very excited that you did this one. You picked this one because this is probably my my favorite piece of music that came out in 2020 mm-hmm. for sure. Um, other than like some uh, some other uh, favorite original uh, music because yeah. Wesley Wesley Schultz from the Lumineers he did a he did an album that was all the all covers which I really loved. And uh, if I'm forgetting something, I'm sorry. But I'm gonna take a short break. Make sure everything's rolling. Make sure we're all good. 
because I don't have my producer here today. So we're going to get into Chris Stapleton's Starting Over. That was his 2020 album. When did that come out? Was it October, November? I want to say it was October. Okay, yeah. It was, I'm, I'm, I'm it pretty sure. Fall. Yeah. I remember it being fall. Okay, so we're going to get into that. We'll be right back in just a second. All right, we're back. I had to take Dixie out for a tinkle. Um, <laughs> and I didn't get another water, but that's okay. Well, I only need one. All right, so Chris Stapleton's Starting Over. Um, most of you guys probably know the single starting over when it's on the radio has is there any other songs on the radio right now uh have you heard any not that i know of okay um this to me i'm kind of skipping out of order here this to me for sure is my favorite album of his i think and um i i don't know i don't know if i've heard him like really cut loose like this um or anybody for that matter and kind of touch all the bases like he's got a lot of different styles of music on mm-hmm. this from top to bottom i mean every song there there's no wasted motion everything's got its intent and um he just uh, him and him and dave cobb that work together i mean it's insane dave cobb did uh southeastern with jason isbel too which mm-hmm. we just we just recorded an episode with nate allen with that that'll be that'll be out before this i think so um so you did you hear it like when it first came out? Did yeah okay. Mm-hmm. So like because I, I I saw it I saw it hit the hit Spotify on uh, whenever it was I was like okay so I laid down right there underneath the soundbar and I just turned it on I was like this is the shit I was mm-hmm. like this is so good so do you listen did you listen to it top to bottom for the first time? Uh yeah yeah mm-hmm. love it. What's your favorite song off here? Um well let I'll I'll say this um. My favorite song to play off the album at a show is starting over. Yeah, all day, all day, and it, and it seems like it's a popular song, like that people like me to play. Yeah, yeah. However, I will say that one of my it would be that, but it would also maybe be Whiskey Sunrise. I love only Whiskey because Sunrise. only because like it is so like Whiskey Sunrise is so different from mm-hmm. like what he's like put out. In, yeah, and it's so like. A lot more like rock and roll, it's bluesy, yeah, yeah very it's, bluesy, it's... very the drop D feel to mm-hmm. it, very open, yeah. It's it it hits hard, man. It's it, it's it, it's just crazy to like yeah. think like every song that you listen to on this album is like different than the other, yeah. And like there's so many there's Correct. so many influences and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and it's just it's crazy because I was like I I read an article <clears throat> uh, the other week um, where they were kind of like talking. He was kind of talking about like you know, the songs and like what influences each song and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. he was getting influence from, uh, the Allman brothers, I believe, yeah, uh, I can with, hear some, that. with some of that. Mm-hmm. Um, Kurt Cobain. Really? Yeah. Uh, On Hank what? Wo- um, Kurt Cobain. I love Kurt. We love Kurt in this house. Got a lot of got a lot of Nirvana stuff around here. Uh, let's see. It's, it was say, it's saying the on the way and Whiskey Sunrise. Kinda, oh, kinda, okay. Kind of combination, and then like uh. Hillbilly Blood, yeah, uh, was inspired by Hank Williams. Yes, yep, yeah. So it, it's like it's like crazy to think like he and they're not and all these people are not even necessarily no. country necessarily. No, you know what I'm saying? No. Like it's yeah. This album is not country. Like, no, it, it's it's not. And no. like that's I think the one thing I really love about Chris Stapleton compared to like other people. Mm-hmm. With this album, he didn't stick himself in one lane. Nope. Like he literally went all over the board with this yeah. and like was just crazy good with it. He just plays with so much soul mm-hmm. and so much passion and like every time he hits those high notes and you hear that growl, man, it's just like, Oh my god, yeah. there's so much pain in that, so much energy and, and love for music, like into that, like just 
oh man, it's it's great. I remember listening to, I so this I have this as one of my notes for like just a quick little tidbit story on him. I I didn't know who he was until I watched the CMAs. Yeah, when he was the I think this was the same year. He was the first artist to win album of the year, male vocalist of the year, and new artist of the year at the CMAs all in the same year. Yep. So I was like, fuck, dude. And all these guys that are getting the other awards are people that he's written for in the past. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he's written for so many people. And I remember I remember um, when they, you know how like they do um, at the award shows back when we had them with people in there, when they would play a little snippet of mm-hmm. the album yep. and like Chris Stapleton, Traveler, and I heard the hook to Traveler and I was like, I'm in. Yeah. It took me like 10 seconds. I was like, this guy's fucking awesome. That's the first physical piece of music that I bought and downloaded digitally in easily a decade. Yep. Because I, I just didn't buy anything like that. Like I do now with, with vinyl and stuff like that as I just started my collection. But back then, physical music didn't mean shit to me. I was like, I'll just download it. Yeah. It's just like you, you have Spotify premium. Yeah. Like you literally can just listen to it. But I saw, yeah, I saw that, I saw that CD out there. I was like, I'm getting this because this is, this is a, this is a, uh, this is an album that, is going to stand out for a long time. And yeah. what's funny is when he played with Timberlake, their their sales for that record went nuts, nuts. that night. That night, dude, when they did um, uh, Drink You Away in Tennessee Whiskey, yep. holy shit. Yep. That was one of my favorite performances on live television I've ever seen. And I remember watching that live going like, who is this guy, though? Yeah, I didn't know who he was. I didn't know about the Steel Drivers. I didn't know about the Johnson Brothers. I didn't know about him writing anything. I didn't know anything about this guy. And then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. you do your research. You're like, "Fuck, this guy's been in—he's been in Nashville for ten years." Yeah, I didn't even know about the Steel Drivers until uh, I played a—I played a show the other week, and some guy was like, "Hey, do you know any Steel Drivers?" And I'm like, "Who the hell Who's is that?" that? Yeah. And then like five minutes later, he realized I didn't know who it was, and he was like, "You know Chris Stapleton?" I was like, "Yeah." yeah. And he's like, That's his "You know that—that that was his band." I'm like, "Really?" Like yeah. I didn't know that. I love. Yeah, they've—they've—he's got some really powerful stuff with them and the steel drivers are still they still do like local festivals around here obviously yeah. not with him but they yeah, yeah they play a lot so mm-hmm. um okay so favorite you said favorite song was uh you said uh whiskey sunrise yeah to play though it's starting over do yeah. you play anything else live off of this not not currently right now yeah, I want to. I want to definitely start playing some more songs. Of this yeah, dude, it's it's such a great Nashville, Tennessee is one that I want to figure out because that's such a that the apology letter to, or not the apology, the goodbye letter to. Yeah, Nashville it's, when he's like, peace, dude. I'm out of here. You got well, it. it's it's so great. Well, it's it's crazy to think that it started with the song, like the yeah. album starts with starting over, and then yeah. it is like ends with a goodbye to Nashville. Like it's yeah. it's yeah. like it's so smart in the way yeah. he did that, and like the yeah. storytelling just in between everything. It's almost like they had a meeting about that. Yeah, yeah. it's almost yeah. like they planned it out that <laughs> yeah, way. Right. <laughs> That's what I love when people are like, "Man, it's just the perfect start to this album." I was like, "Yeah, it's almost like they had a meeting about thinking about." It. <laughs> but yeah, um, I I love Stapleton. I've always like as soon as I as soon as I heard his voice, I was like, "This guy is the best." Do you think? Because in my opinion, I think he's the best vocal and guitar playing combination that the country music world has ever seen. Because even though he yes. doesn't do, even though he doesn't do like traditional, like the GCD Nashville type songwriting stuff, he's mm-hmm. a very talented guitar player and does a lot of different shit. I mean, obviously Cold, the piano ballad that's on here yep. with the strings and the orchestra, um, you know, he covers a lot of lesser known uh, musician stuff. Like, I mean, Tennessee Whiskey's a cover. Is a Dean Dillon song. Yep. That I mean, I think George Jones also did too. Joy of My Life on this is is a John Fogerty song, which yep. I just found out today. Didn't yep. know that. 
And then um, Whiskey and You was a Tim McGraw song that he redid on Traveler. And then um, there's another one uh, on, uh, on, oh, Either Way. That was a Leanne Womack song, I believe. Um, which, either way, the, the way that Stapleton does it is just yeah. so much better. But um, he, to me, I feel like in, the, in just the, the Nashville sense, because he, I mean, they, they claim him still as a country musician. But I just think I just consider him to be a musician. Yeah. You know, not necessarily like locking him into one categorical box because like you said, every song in here is different. So it's not necessarily something that you're gonna go track by track, like, okay, I got I kinda get where he's going with this. Like mm -hmm. you go from starting over, which is a radio hit, right into like an old uh you know, the blues, the devil always made me think twice, the yep. very bluesy feel, and then you go into piano ballad. Cold is piano ballad. Yeah, yeah, you're like, fuck. Yeah. So it's all over the place. So I I like um I, I mean, is there anybody else in your mind that you think could touch him vocally? I mean, like, I just feel like he's got the best voice that country's ever seen. Um, to yes, be actually, I do. Okay, um, hit me. So I've I've been a huge fan of this guy because I've actually seen him in concert. It's absolutely insane what he can do. Mm -hmm. um, Luke Holmes. Actually. Oh yeah. Um, and I say that because um, he like I don't know if you've ever seen him do Tennessee whiskey, but like no. it's 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 literally almost about just as good. Like it's insane because. Like Luke Holmes, like literally, it to me, like, and he does a lot of covers of like different yeah. songs too. Yeah. But like, it seems like every song that he touches, even if it's not his own, yeah, like it just sounds insane. Like he makes other people's songs sound like like incredible. He's, he's got a he's got a very uh, unique touch to the game, and I hope he can keep up what he does because I actually do like some of his stuff. I feel like he's got. Yeah. I feel like he's got very good control over his voice and his writing and things like that. I just really hope that he doesn't buy into the Nashville machine with those snap tracks and things like that. that oh, he, just, he will never. Did you, you know? did you hear that he's uh, doing a bluegrass album? I did. Yeah. With, uh, I, um, who is he doing it with? He's uh, doing, I, there, he, he just came out with a song with him and I, I can't remember. Son of a bitch. I'm going yeah, hey, I'm I'm to I'm I'm look this right, up real let's, quick. Let's Google it. All right. So um, we don't have a Jamie here from the Rogan show, so we got to do it ourselves. Um, so Luke Holmes, Billy, yeah. Sh Billy Strings, yes, Billy oh, Strings, dude, yep. Billy, Billy's nasty too, mm -hmm. man. That guy, whew. I was, I was gonna say it's, it's one of those guys, um, that's in there. But yeah, I'm excited about that. I, I like, I like the bluegrass feel of stuff. I love like Sturgill's bluegrass mm -hmm. was great. Um, you know, Tyler Childers obviously has a has you know some bluegrass backgrounds with some of the stuff that he does, and Billy Strings is a, a phenomenal talent. I mean, I love old bluegrass too. You know, yeah. like, I mean, I, I, I don't, you know. I, I'm blanking on specifics of it now, but I mean, anytime it's on, I'm like, I'm not going to be like, what the fuck is this? You know, like <laughs> I, I really do enjoy like the old style of music because a lot of the, a lot of music did come from bluegrass and that part of the world. Yeah. You know, so a lot of these, and a lot of the guys that you listen to, like on the country radio now are bluegrass fans. Yeah. All of them. So I think it's a, I think it's an interesting swing into what we see in country music now, but I, I've always appreciated uh, the the bluegrass art and the the strings and the you know the the heavy picking and like the you know mm -hmm. the 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 real real uh, just down to earth kind of basic instrumentation the one take production value of it and everything like yeah. that so so Luke Combs though yeah I saw him do a version of Fast Car that was incredible. oh my god Fast Car is one of my favorite songs I think ever written I, yes I fucking all day. love I fucking love Tracy Chapman she has a way of breaking your heart with just such a simple song and you're like you hear these stories and you're like oh my god mm -hmm. <laughs> i love fast car i love fast car so much and i i think nowadays i think the 
the whole Nashville scene and, and just the whole country scene in general has just gotten so saturated, I think, especially with the, you know, the country pop and, yep. and, and that stuff. Yeah. And I think, you know, a lot of the guys that are succeeding now are, you know, trying to think outside of the box. Yes. Like, you would never, you would never in your right mind think that Luke Combs would do a bluegrass album. No. But he's but somebody, doing it. But, he, but he's doing it. You somebody know told him if you want to stay... If you want to stay in on the good side with these people, yeah, you need to do something uh, out like of, real grassrootsy. Exactly, yeah. and and I th- I'm excited for that. I saw that. I think I saw that on like maybe Facebook or something like that. On one yeah, of the pages well, I he last well night. he he released like, a single off the album, but they never actually got a chance to finish. I don't. Last time I heard, they didn't get a chance to finish the album because of COVID and everything. Mm-hmm. I think they, yeah. they, they I, he wants to finish the album, and I, I'm so here and ready for it when it does come out because I want to hear it. Yeah, I'm excited for that. That's gonna be that's gonna be great. Oh yeah. So okay, so diving back into starting over, um, what is your favorite like favorite lyric or story? It doesn't have to be like one specific line. Maybe it's like a like a. I don't know, a full story, like a full song. Do you have one off the top of your head that you resonate that resonated with you that hit you in a way? Um I mean I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to starting over because okay. I, I think the whole concept of starting over, like, you know, you've been through, you know, so many things in life, but mm-hmm. like there there's always a point when you know you can literally just be like i want to start over yeah you know yeah. and and like I, with me you know i've been in so many toxic relationships in my life and <laughs> you know yeah the, the the girl i'm with now who you know obviously one day i'm 100 percent going to marry it's like oh man yeah dropping yeah. the oh, oh, dropping well, it well, on well, the stretch well, track well, well she yeah. well she already knows okay good yeah. um it, yeah, it's we it's, about it it's not it's not a surprise it's fine <laughs> yeah. um but you know it's it's kind of one of those things it's like when i first met her like i wasn't you know, I wasn't looking for a yeah. relationship. I had just gotten out of another toxic relationship, yeah. and I wasn't looking for that. Yeah. Um. But it's, it's kind of one of those things where you know it kind of uh, it makes you start over. It makes yeah. you look at things different. Like, oh, okay, this exists. You yeah, know? dude. It's it's so funny how like actual love can kind of take you by surprise when you're in when you've been in a situation where you're like, fuck this person. Oh like, my god. You go you you go into. I mean, I I came out of one before I met Jasmine. I took a year off. I was like, listen, I'm not getting involved in shit for a mm-hmm. year. I was like, I'm going I'm going batshit insane. <laughs> I was like, I'm treating people the way she treated me, which is a very unhealthy way to deal with your life. But it was I don't think that's the way you should do it. No, but. it no it is not, but um <laughs> A whiskey fueled year, indeed, and uh, it was it was a challenging year. I mean, some of the stuff that I'm putting on this record that we're recording right now is I wrote in that year of be, being just absolutely fucked, like yeah. mentally. And I remember meeting her, like you said, like everything, everything, your perception of the world completely changes. Yeah, like I I went from like fuck these people to like I would die for this person. Yeah, in in maybe six to eight months. <laughs> Before that, I would have had to think about it, you know. Mm-hmm. But it was, um, it's just insane. Like, cause you, you put, you put love in this box that you've only seen. Yeah. And then once, once you see something outside of it, you're like, wait, but that's not how I used to do it. Like, yeah. What, you know, it's, uh, it's like, it's, it's surprising, you, you, man. You gain that, you gain that perception of, okay, well, apparently this is what love is like. Yeah. And this, is, and this is just what I'm going to deal with for <laughs> the rest of my life. And yep. then all of a sudden you meet, uh, that someone and you're like wait a second yeah this is you know what i'm saying like it yeah. almost you almost have to like pinch yourself because you're like wait a second what am i doing th- this yeah. exists yeah. what yeah. right like this they, is real yeah like this exists and oh this is what it's supposed to feel like yeah and exactly this, and you go back in your head you're like oh that wasn't that wasn't me mm-hmm. you know 
Yeah. It was just, uh, yeah, and you and you see it too. Like I was when I was twenty four. What was I doing at twenty four? Yeah, I was in my I was in that shitty relationship at twenty four. Not the whole thing wasn't shitty. You know, I shouldn't say that, but ninety yeah. percent of it was. So yeah. it was you know constant sensitivities, buttons being pushed on both sides, and like, look, I was no I was no angel either. I'm not a I'm not a great mm-hmm. person through and through. I try to be better now, but it, it yeah, it is like when you when you find somebody that you see the world through different eyes because of that, I was like, okay, oh, I get it now. I was like, this is why I don't hang out with my friends. Like my friends are like, why don't why don't we ever see you that much anymore? I was like, well, because you hang out with people that don't make me feel good. Yeah. And Jasmine makes me feel good. Mm-hmm. You know? So it's like it's as simple as that. If you if you narrow it down to the simplistics of like do what makes you feel good and be around people that make you feel good about yourself, then everything else is easy. Yeah, you know, like music is one of those things for me. Like if I I play it because I love it. I don't do it because I'm like, you know, because I have to. Because I wake up and go to work. I'm like, here we go, another another day. You know, like I do it because I fucking love it. And like I'm in, I'm you know in a situation where I had to start over because I love this person. You know, so I get it. It's it's a whole yeah and, whole thing and there's you know there's there's obviously the saying that you always hear if you if you love what you do you'll never work a day in your life you know oh yeah man so that that's what that's what music is I yeah. think to me and and also to you, you yeah know? it's like oh, yeah. It, it doesn't it doesn't feel like a job it just feels like literally something we just love to do no. every day and I'll t- I tell people that I'm going to work because I just don't want to tell people yeah. that I'm a musician yeah just, so, I just feel like I'm going to work and they'll be like what do you do for work yeah don't worry about it don't worry about it yeah because then it's like oh sing me a song or mm. like what do you do yeah no 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 yeah so w- when I meant to ask you this when we were in the last segment but we'll get we'll we're gonna we're going all over the place we're yeah. getting deep. Um, do you, when you travel, like I, I do this when I go, when I fly or like I'm out or I meet people that I don't know. Do you tell people you're a musician? Not off the bat. I don't, I don't either. No. I don't either. If it, if it's not something that should come up in the conversation or doesn't need to come up in the conversation, I just don't. Correct. And you know, know the people that do say it all the time, those people are assholes. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I'm a musician. No, you're not. The people that volunteer that information, no, they don't, they're not aware. Uh, I used to do it when I was like, when I was a kid at going to bars, I'd be like, yeah, I'm a musician. I was like, I played one open mic a week and I would say that I'm like, you piece of shit. Who the fuck do you think you are? <laughs> yeah, dude, I was, a, I was a, an asshole. So anyway, um, I, I usually tell people that like, I have a really boring, monotonous job, so they don't ask any questions. Or I go back to something that I've done before, so I at least have like a little background knowledge of it in case they do ask questions. Yep. Like, oh, I work in a warehouse, or like, uh, you know, I work, uh, you know, I I'm in sales or something like that, or like I, you know, I'm a student or something like that, or like I just do anything to avoid the. I do anything to avoid the question of like, oh, what do you, what kind of stuff do you sing? Can you sing right now? I was like, it takes a little bit. For me to unpack it, you know, I'm like, well, okay, so you know the stuff that's on the radio. They're like, yeah, not that. <laughs> like, I have to go, I have to go and like go weave around this whole thing. Like when I, dude, my neighbors too. When I when I leave the house, I've talked about this on the podcast before. When I leave my house, I run to the car with the guitar. I'm like, don't no, I don't want anybody talking. Yeah, to me. I I feel like every time I leave my apartment, like with my guitar on my back to go to a show, like. Anybody that's outside, like, kind of gives me a look, and I'm just like, yeah. please do not <laughs> come over here me. and question Don't me. Don't approach me. Because I do not want to talk to you about this. <laughs> I have to go to work. Yeah, I got to go to work. <laughs> what do you do for work? Don't worry about, about it. it. <laughs> God. Yeah, I, I have guys that, uh, you know, they go like, oh, it's in the case, man. I was like, it's drugs. <laughs> it's drugs and cash. 
I'm going to make a delivery. Oh. Uh, yeah. I yeah. It's it's uh. That's I always ask musicians that because I know that I like even though like even though we're not like guys with record deals that people would recognize mm-hmm. like I don't I don't tell people out, off the bat like oh I'm a musician or whatever even though that's the only thing I do for work I don't I won't tell them that because yeah. I just don't want to start that conversation of like what is happening yeah so. Yeah, because you'll you'll get those people that'll be like they'll ask you and you'll be like, oh, well, you just say it, and then they're like, how do you survive on yeah. just being a musician? Right. Like, you should have a right. real you job. Have a real and, job. Mm-hmm. And oh my lord! And then that conversation just gets awkward real quick. And then there's a guy in the back of my head going, tell this lady to go fuck herself. Tell her, <laughs> tell her. And then the other side's like, no, 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 just be nice and get out of the conversation. They're like, I have, dude. I there's certain things that set me off, like in conversation, not while I'm playing, outside of it. Mm-hmm. Here's the one thing that really gets me. Whenever whenever you tell people you're a musician and they go, oh, yeah, I played too. No, no. No. Listen, listen. This is what I do for hours at a time, okay? Mm-hmm. I play full songs all the way through. I'm not playing on my couch. Like, don't. Yeah. And the guys, all the old guys that are like, oh, yeah, I have a Martin. I, have a Martin. I, like, I like to wait. Like, okay, great. But, like, don't. Congratulations. Yeah. Like, I, I'm like, all right, dude. Do you want a cookie? Yeah. <laughs> I just uh, yeah I I always try to avoid that with with the layman because I don't uh, because they just don't understand what we do they oh, don't yeah. they don't know what it is that we do and that, and listen it's the same thing with me like if if I ask you and you don't like questions about being a lawyer or a doctor like do the same thing with that like I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be that guy that tries to dig into your like career and go like oh so what do you do like or like when somebody tells you my buddy tells me about this all the time I was like it, it's obviously way different. But my buddy Dylan, he's a um, St. Pete police officer. Mm-hmm. We might have to bleep that out. I don't know what project he's working on now. We might have to keep <laughs> his name out of this. But he's he's undercover. He does surveillance for St. Pete police. I didn't give his last name, so anybody anybody that doesn't know, if he's watching you, you're fucked. This yep. guy this guy's very good at his job. So he you know he's a cop. So the one of the first things that ignorant people will say when they find out that they're a cop is. Uh, have you shot anybody? You know, <laughs> sort of like things like that. It's like, dude, why, 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 why is that the first thing you go to? So that's like that to me. That have you shot somebody is oh, can you sing us a song? You know, or like that. I I hate that. It's like when comedians are like, oh, I'm a comedian. Oh, tell us a joke. Uh, like no, dude, it, it doesn't it doesn't work like I, that. I I I get that all the time, and then like I'll just be like no, and then I'll just be like, why? I'm like, because I don't yeah. feel the need or to. Or they're persistent, like, come on. Or like, uh, the other thing that pisses me off is like, so you obviously know people that are, um, like, that don't come out to see you, and then you see them at bars and be like, oh, sing me a song. Like, that know what you do. And then they start doing this whole thing. I'm like, can mm-hmm. we, sh- like, stop. <laughs> I was like, I don't. Stop, talk, yeah, stop talking about this out loud. Talk, yeah. Like, I, I hate that. I was like, listen. Like, I don't, like, I don't mind, like, if people at shows, like, want to know, like, more about what I do. Like, no, if they're, no. if they're, if they're out to come see me, like, whatever, like, cool, like, I'll, I'll, like, if I'm on break, I'll come talk to you. But 100%, like, yeah. But, like, just random people, I just, yeah. I, no. No, out of, out of context of the situation, it gets a little dicey, because then you're just sitting there, like, and then, yeah, I, I, I could talk about, I could talk about that for days. I've, I've run into plenty of people mm-hmm. that like right off the bat they want to tell you how much money they make playing and also i'm like dude that's something that we don't talk about you know yeah. you don't talk about that you, you I mean, just don't it's like anything else like uh, uh you know it's right. it's it's always an uncomfortable question like it's an awkward right. question like why would you yeah. ask someone how much they make doing what they do like, right oh you're a teacher what do you make like what no dude <laughs> stop oh you're a musician how yeah. much you make for a show yeah. you don't need to worry about Wait, that. yeah it's okay man it's between me and the bar and that's none of your fucking business yeah um 
yeah, it's it's a whole it's a whole thing, man. There is so many there's so many ignorant encounters that I've had where I'm like, did you listen to what you just said? Did you did you did hear you it? comprehend what you just said? Did you hear it like I heard it? Because if if you did, you should be reacting in a different way. Mm-hmm. Where like people are like, can I can I come up and use your microphone for an announcement? No. Oh my no. god. No. No. Go to a bar with a DJ and ask him for another mic. And also, by the way. Wear your fucking mask when you come up and, and, and you come up and talk to me and don't try to share the same microphone as me. No, don't do it. <laughs> like like what? like that was like see that like that was always an issue like even before COVID exists. I know, and I know. now it's even like we have more of a reason to be like, now nah, we, get yeah. away from me. Now we have the out, which is great. Yeah, yeah. which is fantastic. Yeah. I'm so yeah. glad. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's it's a... Uh... And then she, I remember that, this was recently, she ended the conversation with like, you seem angry. I was like, you're correct in your assessment. I'm very angry. Please go away from me. God, yeah. Okay, getting back into the happy stuff. <laughs> uh, okay, so the favorite story is starting over. Yeah. And we got deep into love yeah. during that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so there's obviously, there's obviously a lot of really good guitar work on this album. Mm-hmm. What do you think your favorite like solo or riff is like something that just really like grabbed you like initially like right off the bat um hmm. i think it i think it would be between um hillbilly blood mm-hmm. and whiskey sunrise yeah. I, like they're, they're both of those have like just this yeah. real like grunge to it oh, yeah. and it's like the oh, yeah. the guitar work on those two is just like like I said, it's so different from what he's like. We're used to hearing oh, yeah. from him, and it's just like, what? Like, he, wait, he can do this? What? Yeah, like, yeah, it's crazy. No, he's got a he's got a really interesting touch on this album with um, his solos. I mean, they're very blues driven. I feel I get like a Neil Young vibe oh, where it's like, the, yeah, na, 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 na. It's like, like he's a, playing it's, the same note. You know, it's just almost feeling. like a yeah, it's almost like a blues bluegrass like yeah, feel yeah. to it. Yeah, I love that. I I think that the one the one that grabs me like right away is Arkansas. Oh yeah, that and too. The, I didn't like, even think about the, that. The blues mm-hmm. in the in the like the very intro to yeah. Arkansas. I was like, whew. It's, it just makes me like makes you crinkle your nose. You know, it's like mm. one of those like mm. like ooh yeah yeah like yeah. So that and I would say Watch You Burn is another one where it has like a nice that little drop D thing. That's the um, the Vegas shooting song. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is like I was listening to it. I was like, what is he talking about? I was like, oh, oh. yeah. I was like, this is dark. Yeah, man. Yeah, that was that was that was a heavy song because I mean, obviously he's attached to that community. Yeah, hundred percent. It was Jason Aldean, right? Yes, that was playing. Yep. God, how do you play a show after that? Uh, I, I saw him. I saw Jason Aldean at um, Tortuga after that event happened. Obviously, it was well after, but I was like, I just think in my head, I'm like, if anything like that happened to me on a small scale, like it's, I don't it, think it, I'm ever playing again. Yeah, he. I Scary, I feel like man. it's one of those things where he always like might have that on the back of his mind yeah like every show he plays and it's just yeah. like that's scary yeah he's definitely about. he's definitely had had to go through a lot of that shit because oh. i mean he's got to feel semi-responsible he's like these people are going to see me you know like it's always it's always got to be in the back of your head not yeah. that it's necessarily uh, it, his fault it but, was never his fault yeah but it's it's always something that you're going to think of especially if you're you know musicians have those insecurities about themselves mm-hmm. constantly that they're like battling with internal struggles and i can only imagine watching these people get like mowed down while you're on stage like they're coming to see you and it's like oh my god yeah all right so the favorite deep cut something on the c or d side something that's kind of buried a little bit that you don't really think of in the initial listening um hmm. that's a tough one you know what's in i Worry Be Gone is an interesting song. It is. Because that, like, 
when I heard that, like when you when you hear the whole album, right, mm-hmm. and then you like kind of go back and listen, you start to like listen to every song and like right. how how it's done, and then you listen to Worry Be Gone, and it almost brings you back to like a like a '60s '70s like kind of like jazzy little yes. bit. So that this is a cover too. I was trying to. It's a it's a Guy Clark song. Okay. Uh, Guy Clark, Leroy Parnell, and Gary Nicholson were the writers credited okay. on this. So it's it, it's funny that you say that because I remember listening to it. I was like, it's got a really old bluesy feel yeah. to it, and I love it. And I was thinking in my head, I'm like, because he always puts covers on his albums that he does, yeah. you know, different versions of, obviously, mm-hmm. because that's what that's how he started. Other people were covering his music, so yeah. he's doing it the backwards way now. But yeah, the yeah Guy Clark um, is uh, what he's. I mean, he's a fucking fantastic oh. songwriter dude yep. he's he's one of the best um and the another co-writer on this album too that caught me by surprise is mike campbell you know who mike campbell is yeah. from tom petty and the heartbreakers oh, okay the yeah, guitar yeah. player for mm-hmm. them so he's he co-wrote on a few of these uh arkansas and um watch you burn too okay so it's it's interesting though that they collaborated not interesting i because it's i mean obviously they're they're both very talented musicians it's just i would just have never expected somebody from somebody like mike campbell who's i mean he played with i think he started playing with fleetwood mac um when they went back and toured Mm -hmm. and like a guy like that who's a seasoned musician who doesn't really need to work with someone like chris tableton right but he did anyway. But he did because he understands how good of a fucking songwriter this guy is and it's it was it was just wild to me to see that and um yeah, I I would say like deep deep cut on here for me. I love um I love you should probably leave. I love Nashville, Tennessee, but mm-hmm. I think I think my favorite one that's like a like an old uh old feel to it is is probably Worry Be Gone too because it's not it's a you don't really think of it in the initial sense of that like i just love the bl- the blues jumpy feel to it yeah. you know where but there's not really a i don't dislike any song in this album except exactly. for maggie's song because that shit made me cry like a baby <laughs> i didn't like that at all i was like why are you making me yeah feel that's like oh god it's heavy yeah it's about his dog because it's like it's like, like you nope get, yeah it, you get through side a and side b and you're like okay like this is cool like right. this is really different and then yeah. like you get to side c and then you hear where we going yeah. you're like whoa where did that come from yeah let me tell you about a story or whatever like found her in a shopping cart outside of the store and I was like I looked at Jasmine I was like he's talking about his dog I was like we can't listen to this and I texted my mom and sister immediately because I was like listen Stapleton came out Stapleton came out with a new album he's got a song called Maggie Song it's about a dog mm-hmm. don't listen to this if you're going out tonight don't oh, God. don't oh, <laughs> I was like it wrecked me dude it wrecked me so bad I was like oh my God and he said in an interview too I, I found it somewhere on one of these pages I was doing my research on he was saying that he was actually crying during the recording I was like yeah that's no insane. shit. Like I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, it's heavy, man. So, all right. Um, is this your favorite? Is this your favorite album of his? Easily. It. Yeah. It's I mine. Like that's an easy question. It's mine too. Yeah. Tra- Traveler is a close one A, but yep. this, this to me in terms of complete body of work, I feel like mm-hmm. this is just his best shit because he's been able to grow into an artist that not is is not necessarily locked in like a country box. Yes. There are country songs on here, but yep. it's not a full country album. It's a. It's a. It's got elements of, like you said, rock and roll. There's blues. There's folk. There's singer-songwriter stuff. And there's obviously country. There's pop. The piano stuff in there. Mm-hmm. Like, there's there's a ton. There's a ton. Um, yeah, there's a, there's so much on here. I mean, When I'm With You, I love. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, he's always got those sweet love songs on his album, which I, I typically don't like, like when they beat love songs to death. But like guys like Jack Johnson and Chris Stapleton and um, you know people that have been married to the same woman for a long time, yeah, <laughs> they they see they somehow find a way to still write uh, uniquely about someone that they've been with for such a long time, and I I always appreciate that. Well, yeah, I th- I think you know when you're. I think when you're with somebody for so long, it it, it kind of gets hard. Yeah. And I feel like it's a definite challenge to like to find new things. Yeah. 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 Like yeah. at this point, like at this point, for example, Luke Combs has already written three songs about his his now wife. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm I'm sitting here in my mind. I'm like, okay, I don't think he need it anymore. Can we mm-hmm. can we not do this? Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, even though I love them all, but yeah. I just like it's it kind of gets to the point where like don't beat the dead horse. Yeah, I like you kind of hear it and you're like I know where they're going with mm-hmm. this. Yeah, kind of mm-hmm. thing. So I get I get that I get that. Um, okay, have you seen him live before? You said you have, right? No, no, you have not. Okay, no. oh Luke Combs, you were saying yeah. yeah. I have not seen him live. However, um, I don't know if you saw his uh, CMA performance at the end of last year, uh, starting um, over. I believe so. I can't remember um, if I did or not. That was. Like out of the whole show, that was probably the best. He literally sat in front of uh, like just a microphone, yeah, and it was just him acoustic, and like literally you couldn't, you couldn't, you would literally hear a pin drop. Uh, yeah. I mean, granted, there was nobody there, right? right. But like, it was just so <laughs> yeah. the production of it was just so well done, and then like obviously his wife coming in doing harmonies, oh, like it's sh- just they're they're just magical together. It's insane. It is so good, man. Like their harmonies are so nice. Oh my god! It, I mean, that's what you get for working with somebody for so long and having such great chemistry. But it's yeah. like every time you hear that it's like mm-hmm. wow man they, it's, it's crazy it's so beautiful she's got a great voice too and i love yes. her take on you are my sunshine mm-hmm. um and i've seen them do that i've seen them live one time and or him live and this was when traveler came out it was at a show called country super fest and it was at uh amelie arena now this is back when chris stapleton was opening for people still yeah and he wasn't even that big. i was like what so this was before traveler started to really take off and before he was like headlining his own shows little big town was the headlining act that night wow we walked yeah we walked it was boring dude it was just like come on man how long do we gotta wait for fucking pontoons so we can get the hell out of here man it's so nuts i'm like god so by the way he wrote a song for little big town too and i i, I just found that out i was like man wouldn't it be funny if he played that song right before you right before they came out but um he so we we sat in it was me my mom and my sister and we sat um on the side it would probably be about where maybe a few rows up from the glass Mm -hmm. if they had the the hockey yeah uh whatever the hockey setup so to our right was the stage so we're we're looking this way there's a couple older couple sitting behind us and when chris stapleton got up we were so fucking hyped and it was such a great show yeah he did a version of he did Freebird into um, what is it? Uh, it's a it's a deep cut off of Traveler. I'm gonna fuck this up. Uh, maybe uh, Daddy doesn't pray anymore. Not one of those one of those deeper cuts. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, Devil Name Music is what it is, I think. Um, okay. And um, I remember us like we were so pumped for this. I was like, oh my god, this is amazing. And um, the couple that was to our left that couldn't see the state, they were like, she. They went to security, and then security came to us, and their the security goes, "Do you think you guys could like sit down like every other song?" Like, no, <laughs> no. 
Move them. We're having a blast. Don't ruin my night, okay? They're like, no, like, why? Who fucking cares? Oh, I can't see that well. Stand up or go go somewhere else. Yeah. Or ask to be moved. It's not that... We weren't, like, we weren't the drunk idiots that were, like, spilling shit over, all, like, everybody, but it was just... It was just so annoying. I was mm-hmm. like, dude, come on. You're going to a show. You're going to a like a a huge country concert, like one of the biggest of the year that they do locally for all the radio, the, yeah. the guys that are like have big radio success yeah. that year. And like you're going to go and just sit and pout. I'm like, come on, man. So, yeah, I've seen, I saw him live one time. I didn't get a chance to see him the last time he came here pre-COVID, but um, I actually got tickets for Christmas to go see him in November. So hopefully... By that time, I would hope. I would think I, by that time. I really I hope so, man. I it's, so it'll be it'll be great because I haven't seen him live since Traveler came out. So there's a lot of stuff on the mm-hmm. from a room, the volume one and two. Yep, that'll be on there that I want to see live. And this, this is going to be uh, yeah, hundred percent. I can't wait. I can't wait. So, uh, this was recorded in Muscle Muscle Shoals too, by the way. Yep, which is awesome. I love that. I love that he etched his name in in history there because there's so many great albums that have been. That have been played there. Yep. Um, did you? So did you see him the first time when he was on the CMAs? When that when that whole thing happened with Justin Timberlake? Did you ever watch that? Yeah, I did. So amazing. Yeah, so great. God, he was he was nuts. Um, I uh, I did some diving today on people that he's written for. Do you know anybody he's written songs for? Yes, I do. Actually, I I can't believe the list of these people, and you you guys will know. 90 to 100% of these names and these these are just these are just people that I picked that I think that most people would recognize. So Adele, Luke Bryan, Thomas Rhett, Kenny Chesney, Cheryl Crow, George Strait, Josh Turner, Leanne Womack, Darius Rucker, go figure. Blake Shelton, Little Big Town, Alan Jackson, Charles Kelly who Lady A or whatever you want to call him now. Tim McGraw, Brad Paisley, Miranda Lambert, Trace Atkins, Derek Bentley, Brooks and Dunn, Gretchen Wilson, Travis Tritt, Montgomery Gentry and Guy that I saw open for uh, Aaron Lewis one time, Randy Montana. Oh wow! Yeah, so so many people, so many hits on the radio, so many, so many songs, and he's not that guy that's gonna come out and be like, "Yeah, I wrote that." Oh no, he's Never. very nonchalant about it. Very, very. He just I, he just knows he's good, and he um he's gotten he's gotten better with like kind of like opening up and talking a little bit more to people. But I mm-hmm. remember when I saw him for the first time, cowboy hat weighed down over his eyes. He's hiding like behind the microphone. He doesn't step out. He doesn't do anything. But now he's a little bit more comfortable on stage, obviously. But yeah. he's a very to himself kind of guy, and he doesn't really do anything that's like, you know, he's not in there to like, hey, look at me. He's just he's playing music. He loves playing music. Yeah. He's a genuine dude. I love it. I love it. Have you um? Do you do you collect any vinyl at all? Do you do any? I I, I don't know. You don't. Yeah, I just started about a year ago, man, and it it totally changes the way that I listened. And this specifically too, because this album, when I saw it come out, I was like, I'm doing top to bottom all the way through. I'm doing a deep listen, mm-hmm. like with the albums that we have. A lot of the times, like the albums are structured to be listened to from a top to bottom sense, unless you're doing like a a single release and and then you're trying to build up some stuff or whatever. Yeah. But in terms of like full bodies of work, musicians want you to consume their music from the top to the bottom. They want it to be an experience for you, so that's what I appreciate about this album too. Because it starts, it's not, it's it's not a, uh, it's not an opener that would take you by surprise. It's the most popular song, yes. And then it takes you through this whole winding journey of like the different styles and influences of of people that 
he enjoys listening to and like people that uh, like old classic songs like the Fogarty song and obviously the Guy Clark stuff. Guy Clark actually wrote uh, Old Friends too, which I didn't know. I didn't know about that either because we don't know everything on this podcast. We're, no. We find out we find out in the middle of the episode most of the time. Yep. But But what's interesting about him is that he is a huge star in the country scene and he writes a very good portion of his stuff, which a lot of these guys don't. A lot of them don't do that anymore because it's just so they're so busy on the road. They have other people just do it for them. Yeah. You know, but Stapleton just like he's been sitting on songs probably for years and he's like, okay, I can figure this one out, I think. So he's he's an amazing songwriter. Oh, yeah. It's it's so crazy. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, if you had to put a ideal lineup together to see him, who, who would your opening act be? Like, what would be, like, the dream show? Like, Stapleton's headlining, you're at Emily Arena, you're on the on the floor, front row. Who would you want to see open for him? I only say this because I, like, I want to see them two, to, like, do something together. Mm-hmm. Luke, all day. Yeah. I, it, and yeah. It, and Luke it's, Combs, right? Yeah, okay. yeah. It, it's just because, like, I know those two are, like, parallel in a way like yeah. the way they do things like like luke holmes also writes all of his own stuff yeah like he, yes like if you look if you look at like his albums and you look at who the writer's on he's on every single song did he write for other people too yes he did yeah okay i don't remember exactly who he's written look, for but i looked it up i yeah. do like i do like his stuff man I, I he's one of those guys in country that i i just i love the grit in his voice i love the feel to his songs and like and he's just, he's just such a genuine guy like exactly. he, he he's all about the people that you know he's all about his fans at the end of the day yeah like and you can kind of tell you can kind of tell who the genuine dudes are mm-hmm. in country and they are they're good you you know they're good songwriters because they don't fit the mold of like the gq model type mm-hmm. guys yeah. like like the fucking you know uh i don't know the good the good looking dudes in the pop country scene right now like the i'm, <laughs> I'm gonna start naming dudes and be like are you guys are you gay no 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 <laughs> but you know what i'm saying yeah the 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 tall thin guys plaid button-ups with the boots the beard the chiseled jawline you know that like that <laughs> sam <stuff>. hunt yeah <laughs> what? yeah there you go <laughs> First of all, I got a story about that guy that I'll tell you off mic because I don't it's not it's not a true story I don't think 100%. It yeah. could be one of those like where he got dragged through the mud, but it's a, it's an interesting story. For those yeah. of you that know the Sam Hunt story I'm referencing, uh it's a good one. So if you see me out, I'll tell it to you, but I don't want to do it on here cuz it it just would it would make me look bad. Um <laughs> cuz it's not 100% true. It's just a rumor, but it is funny if it is true. So uh, yeah, like that, like like the Sam Hunts, like the Kane Browns, like the you know, like the, even though I think he looks like a frog, <laughs> but you know, it's all right. He, uh, but like Stapleton doesn't fit the mold of like being like a like mm-hmm. a hunk, you know, mm-hmm. like a like a southern like a a, a a woman's southern man dream, you know, yeah. like he's j- he's a he's an older guy with a big raggedy beard and long hair. You know, I mean, it's, it's like Luke Combs too. He's he's a fishing shirt and and uh, cargo he, he, pants he, guy. He, li- he literally <laughs> basically wears the same outfit every yeah. show, and he does not give a shit. And you stick to that, man. Yeah. That's your identity. You just got to do it that way. You know. Uh, all right. Um, this was a lot of fun, and I yeah. I got up. So I didn't I didn't warn you about this, and I feel kind of bad. So if you can't think of anything off the top of your head, that's okay. So. The thing that we do here, the name of the podcast is called The Scratch Track, and the Scratch Track, when you're in the studio, 
is just kind of like a like a baseline yep. for what you want. It's not a final take. It's something that you know you're going to be able to do again. So do you have one in your life that you're like, man, I wish I did this differently. I wish I could do this again. Not necessarily a do-over. I always say the scratch track is just a parachute when you're jumping off of a cliff. Yeah. You know that you're going to be able to land and do it again. It's not, it's not the end-all, be-all. So do you have one in music, in life, love, whatever? Hit me. Take a minute Ooh. if you got to think. Um... Something that I would do over again. Wow. Or something that you want to do again. Something that was like, oh, that was good, but I want, I want to do it. You know, because scratch track isn't not, not, doesn't necessarily mean you delete it and go back. It can be, but it's something that maybe that you're like, oh man, that was so much fun. I wish I could like, I wish I could do that, like relive that moment again. Um. Well, there's. In in that retrospect, I have two. Okay, hit me. Um, there was one time, um, October of 2019, before uh, obviously before COVID and everything, mm-hmm. where I got the opportunity to open up for Corey Smith. Oh, which shit. was which was a really very humbling nice. experience. That's to, awesome. Yeah, man. That where was, was that at? Uh, it was at Water, actually. Really? Yeah. They, they they were doing like a country music series. Wow. Yeah. Dude. So I got awesome. I got the opportunity to open up a him for him, which was like that's incredible, insane. Corey Smith is a talent, dude. He's great. yeah. Is he still technically like a local guy? I mean, like he's um, he's yeah. I mean, I mean like, he's from Georgia. I mean, he, so technically, yeah. He plays a lot of local shows. Though. I mean, I see him at like Janice, and he's played at the Bull a bunch and yeah. stuff like that. Like he's a he's a he plays around us a lot, and um, my sister loves his stuff too. Yeah. Um, so then the other one was, uh, this was farther back where I got, um, I was, I was playing at a bar in downtown St. Pete one night mm-hmm. and do you want to say the name? We'll, bleep, we'll we can bleep it out. Oh, it was, I mean, it's, it's oh, fine. I played there too. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So my, so my girlfriend was at the time was there mm-hmm. and she like looked at me and she said, Hey, look in the back. And I was like, what are you talking about? I look in the back. And, and just chilling in the booth is freaking Eric Paslay. What? So he was he was in town doing like um you know like those radio yeah. the, like those radio like private concerts and stuff like that. Yeah. So he just happened to just like walk into the bar that I was playing at, and no joke, like I got the opportunity to kind of like sit with him and his band and like talk to him. Wow, and, dude! It was and that's incredible. Not to mention that on top of all that. He was like, I, I played one of his songs in front of him, which was literally the most oh, nerve-wracking thing, yeah. most terrifying experiences of my life. Yeah. And then on top of that, he comes up to me and was like, hey, I'm going to leave, but but uh, do you mind if I play a song? And I was like, dude, like, do it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, here you go. Here's my guitar. Rock, Have fun. Yeah, man. Dude, it was, it was such a, it was such a humbling experience. He's also like almost seven feet tall. Is he really? He's gigantic, bro. Holy shit. My God. I stand I stood next to him. I'm like I don't know if I even know what he looks like. I want to uh, see what he looks like. Oh, sorry. Yeah, he's he's a freaking it's How do like you spell P- his last name again? Uh P A S L E Y, I think. Or at L L A Y. Yeah. He's just a he's he's six, just six. Yeah, he's just a monster ge- dude. He's a genuine dude though. Like he's yeah. so down to earth. Like Wow, that's crazy. And he's he he writes for a lot of people too. Yeah, yeah. So American country music singer songwriter released one album for EMI Nashville hit singles Friday Night Song about a girl and she don't love you. Yep. Do you remember what song he played? Um, it was. Um, did he do a cover? Or he did one of his own. No, he did a song that uh, he wrote for. Oh my God, who was it? Was it? It wasn't Old Dominion. It was. Um, it may it may have been Old Dominion. No, it wasn't Old Dominion. I can't remember who it was. 
but he did a song that he wrote for somebody else that's that awesome. I that I didn't even know he wrote, and oh, then I was like, "Damn, that's crazy!" Wow. So that's yeah, a, it was a, dude, it was that. such a, it was such like a humbling experience, and I yeah, like what a night, dude. Yeah, I do I do like that bar, but it gets a little. It's a, it's a little for me. Oh yeah, for me it's a little bit different. We'll bleep it out so we don't have to worry yeah. about it. But like, yeah, yeah I've uh, yeah. I, I you know I played there. I played there at some times where like other things were going on, so mm-hmm. like I just couldn't win. But yeah, I get that. That's a that's a good that's a good one, man. Yeah, that's a good that's a good scratch track to go back and do that again. That would be fuck. Not that you do anything different, just to relive that moment. Well, like just to relive that moment, just now, like where I'm at in yeah. my music career, and right. just like. I, I feel like it, I'd be in such a better place where, like, I can have a more, like, genuine yeah, conversation and, like, maybe possibly even get a, a real end to the, you know. Yeah. Hey, I mean, ha- and hell, maybe even get them to fucking write a song for yeah, me. Yeah, right. Shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wouldn't be yeah. complaining about yeah, that. Yeah, that's awesome, man. That's really fucking cool. Like, that, yeah, that, and you, and you got a lot of, you got a lot of time left in yeah. this game, too. Mm-hmm. And uh, I still got to come out to see you play, man. I haven't, I haven't done that. Uh, same, to, same to you. We're yeah. always so busy. Like, I know. I, that's the, Especially that's the, now, yeah. That's the shitty part. It's, it's kind of like a, it's a, it's a, it's a catch twenty two with the the local musicians. There's so many people that I want to meet and talk to. This is why this is good because we can talk and like, I'm, I'm learning about you in a sense where if I came to uh, to see you play, I would only really know your set list. Yeah, I wouldn't exactly. know about you as a person. Mm-hmm. You know, so like that. That's what I enjoy as well. So. I, the catch twenty two is you want to be busy, but the busier you are, the less opportunities you yeah. have to see people that you want, like as your peers. Exactly. Like I've I've seen, I I mean I can I I come by and like see my friends uh, at the at the end of the night sometimes, but like sometimes it's just like I just want to go home most yeah. of the time. You know, like I'm gassed after a gig, man. Like I especially if we do like when when Keith and I do those Dave Matthews tribute shows, I'm like I'm fucking out, dude. Yeah. I just want to go to bed. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> Because we don't break for three straight hours, like we just go, we just go That's, yeah. straight through. So I'm like, I've had my those feet shows. are tired. I was like, yeah, like let's, I just want to go home. So it's tough to it's tough to maintain those relationships too, and like friendships, friendships are tough too. Being a musician because most mm-hmm. of the time when your friends are going out, it's the time where you're working, and if you're not Eggs. playing at a bar where they they want to go to, you just don't see them. Like yeah. I haven't seen I haven't seen my friends in, in weeks just because I've been so busy on the weekends. And yeah, it's just one of those things where you know it comes with the territory. Like you want to be a musician, you're gonna. You're gonna it's, lose. It's, it's sacrifices. Yeah, you're gonna lose. Day. You're gonna lose some friends. You yeah. Know? Like I, I mean, that's just that's just how it was. I mean, I've lost a ton just in playing and trying to promote myself and and trying to you know give people the opportunity to to help me promote by you know recognizing the fact that they were there with me in the beginning. Yeah. You know, and they just they don't really give a fuck. Some people don't. Yeah. But you know, the friends that do give a shit about you are the ones that you got to keep around, man. Those are. Friends are, friends are so important in this game and like even like when it's a shitty night dude there's nothing better than like seeing somebody like walking that you know to be like hey and like they're, that's such a great feeling like knowing somebody's coming there to come see you and yep. just like get away from everything for a little bit you know but yeah it's uh, being a musician is fun man it's a uh, it, it's, it's a it's a job that it's a job that not many people can swing but it is definitely something that um, that I love to do and I know that you love to do also but you gotta you got a lot of time left, man. You got yeah. You got a you got a nice nice little head start too. So yeah. I, I'm I look forward to that. That's gonna be a fun. That's gonna be a fun time. I can't wait to come out and see you. Yeah. I gotta get out to St. Pete more and and do that. Do you have a favorite place to play that you want to plug? We don't have to leave, we don't have to leave this in, but 
You know, don't, I don't, don't I don't, leave anybody I don't, out. I don't like, I don't like doing that. To yeah. be honest with you, <laughs> I hate it too. Yeah, I hate it too because because people ask me that question all the time, and I'm just yeah. like, I, I, I'm gonna I leave somebody. Yeah, yeah I, I hate, do it. I hate doing that too. But because there's some, there's no joke. There's some places where like one night I will, I will hate my life playing mm-hmm. at, but mm-hmm. then like the next time I play there, it's amazing. And I'm oh, just yeah. like, okay, have, well, I have, yeah, I have plenty of those. I don't like that question being asked to me, so I'm sorry for asking that. Oh no, but no, no, you're good. Yeah, I, I just, I just always like to get a feel of like where you know what kind of what kind of stuff that you know or if it's a place that i've played at or heard of before too mm-hmm. like i but i i have such a problem doing that too because i'm like i'm gonna leave somebody out then they're like what about me like no no yeah. i love you guys too you know like <laughs> I, I love you guys too yeah i don't want to be i don't want to be that guy but that's yeah. crazy man so yeah all right so we're gonna wrap this up but uh go ahead and plug one more time your uh instagram handles and all your all your music and stuff and where uh, they can find you for your dates and all that yeah uh facebook instagram chris francisco music uh chris francisco fl dot com uh, is my website uh i post my schedule weekly on my music page um i need to get better at actually posting my schedule on my website but you know that's that's for a conversation for another day um but yeah that's about it yeah all right man but well, i i appreciate you uh appreciate you having me on here this is fun this is a lot fun. of fun this is fun we got to get together and and, and talk off mic yeah, yeah, so we yeah, can yeah, be a, sure, we can be a little bit more uncensored even though i don't really give a shit what i say <laughs> but uh yeah so follow us on instagram the scratch track podcast follow us on facebook scratch track podcast as well uh, if you want to email us and Gmail us and or DM, you can DM us too. But our our Gmail is the Scratch Track Pod at Gmail, um, and we will be back with you again in two weeks on every other Thursday. Subscribe to our YouTube channel too, the Scratch Track Podcast, and share it with your friends. Tell people about it. And if you want to hear us talk about a specific album, or you want to get a musician on here that you think uh, they have an interesting story, or you know that they have an interesting story. Hit me up with that, and we will be on again in two Thursdays. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you soon.